exactly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own hidden messages. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And I am here with nobody. Han Solo, mm-hmm. hence the Han Solo a title. Maybe around 5 o'clock, my friend uh, will be rolling through Mr. Blake Wild. No, I don't think I ever had him on the show, but you know, I know everyone's like, Blake Wild, wait a minute, what strain is Blake Wild? I don't know, Blake. Sounds like a guy. Sounds like a good breeder name. It does. Not a breeder. He is an adventure sports guy. I'm basically like a Joe Rogan show now where I'm just bringing in random fucking things that I like. I like this guy. No, he is an action sports guy. He does the squirrel suits. He does rock climbing and parachuting and parasailing and whatever, whatever, anything and everything. Base jumping. He's that guy. And his name is Blake Wild for real. It's not like he made that up. So that's even more cool. But he's also helped us in the past with some hoodlum stuff. And uh, we were trying to make a hemp squirrel suit at one point. That would have been cool. We didn't do it. It's too much. Too many. Too many. I don't want to be responsible for people dying wearing my gear. That's That's... Too much to deal with. But he's helping us now with our latest campaign, which is going to be the doggy lambs. So hood lambs for dogs. Actually, I got some upstairs. So if he comes through, we will bust a couple out and show off some of these models because they're... Those are pretty cool looking. They're pretty cool. They just, there's some refinements yet, you know, as anything. Uh, tested them out. Went on to see D Money over at um, Incredibles the other day. Lily Bella, one of our supermodels. Uh yeah, a little bit, you know. She's not too fat by any means, but it was a little tight on her, so that means we need to adjust adjust a little bit sure. here and there. It's hard, though, because every time you make a pattern and you try to go back to somebody and say, hey, can you just, like, just adjust a little bit? They get so fucking pissed off. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You'd think <laughs> it wasn't their job or something. But um, Also, let's see. We got... Who else we got? Do we have anybody? Not really, huh? We got a few, we got a few possibilities. Oh. Well, oh, Mr. Yeah. James Bean didn't know it was Friday, so that's that's one reason why. Because <laughs> normally when, when he knows what day it is, he's on point. Today I had to call him up and find out that he didn't know it was Friday. So he was, what? You mean day after tomorrow, right? And I'm like, no, buddy, no. Also, as you notice here in front of me, some burly-ass shit going on here. Thank you, Brett, who called in last couple shows recently and uh, out there in Grass Valley. I got the burl, man. I got the burl in the house. Nice, sweet, big, giant piece of burl. Um, and, uh, yeah, came in the mail. Came safe, safe and sound. Super dope looking. It is. Right away, because this piece, you're like, mushroom, plant, tree. It looks like yeah. all, like, all the above. That's you know? exact, well, I just watched a video on the magic truffles mm-hmm. in uh, Amsterdam. and Everything's a mushroom. Yeah, it kind of has that, too. Yeah. It's like a brain, like a dissected brain look or something. Right. Very close, very close. So uh, thank you, Brett. I think he, he uh, I would have hung it on the wall. I just didn't have time today. So just, just came fresh, fresh Burl in the house. My name is Burl. That's what I 
entitled it right there when I got it. I was like, there you go. Yep. It'd be cool to make a guitar out of this stuff, I was thinking, wouldn't it? Like a... Oh yeah, like a good. I mean, come on. Oh, like a. Well, like, yeah, sure. I mean, it would be. I don't know about the resonance, and I'm not sure what. Yeah, deal. probably be good. I mean, you it's, know, it's a real piece of wood. It's not like it's some fucking bullshit. It's funny. Some it's, guys are really picky about all that stuff. And I just if the, yeah, if the like, thing this, sounds good, I'm good. This you know? burl's fucking my shit up. Yeah, I'm Maybe. one of those guys. The tone comes from your fingers, type of thing. Well, you know, so. it's not from the actual instrument. I could play a bunch of shit, and you know, I could play a shit instrument and make it sound pretty good. Oh, you know? challenge. Ow. Ch- ow, challenge accepted. <laughs> uh, it was a very, 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 very heavy show last week. I'm very I'm down to thank everybody who got who was involved. I know it was a tough one, timing wise, but it felt it was good while we were doing it because it really felt like this is stuff that has to get out there. Because yep. you know, you see how quickly the news changes. I mean, it's like, well, what are you talking about, man? Fires? Where? Huh? Portugal? No, not Portugal. America, man. Not Portugal. <laughs> Did you see those ones in Portugal though? No. Three hundred forest fires going on there. Jesus. It's wow. Like, and then. Everyone's claiming laser weapons now. I'm a little bit... Uh, laser weapons. Laser yeah. drones, bro. It has to be... I don't know. It seems a little... It seems a little bit much. Right. Though, being the conspiracy nut that I am, of course, I will never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever go against the idea that the government could be doing something crazy. But in Portugal, they were showing, like, you know, burnt cows, and they were, like, only the cow burned and nothing else around it, and it's obviously harp, you know? Yeah. I don't know kind of crazy but it is weird how many like literally like the most the biggest and the most ever all over the world you know and uh yeah it looks pretty 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 hectic but again like which having that show was good because the news is moving so fast you know it just takes one trump stupidity thing to kill like just to knock out all the information that people (laughs) were actually beginning to absorb from somewhere you know right Exactly. Like Vegas is already like years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Oh, that was like already. three weeks ago, bro. It's like we have so many history. so many disasters happening yeah. so regularly. I was gonna say if the if anyone in the chat wants to call in and talk, uh you can hit us up on uh seven two zero three one zero eight two three seven. You didn't have to look that up, did you? I did. Oh my god. You don't know by now? No, I don't. <laughs> the way we did it was seven two zero you know T A D S. T A D S, but the three one zero is Cal- is is easy because it's like a Cali thing. You're like, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, there you go. So we were we were trying to make it kind of easy from all sides. Yeah. Anyway, three one zero eight two three seven. Don't forget the seven two zero in yeah. the beginning. Bam. Tads. Tads. Yeah. Yeah. Feel no free to call them. in. Brett yeah. can call in and talk about the burl because he's I'm sure listening to the show. Yeah. And, uh, there's a bunch of people talking about in the chat room about so, the burl. Yeah. Oh, they're trying to figure it all out. Figure it out, man. Figure it out. Look at that burl. Look at that burl. It's burly. It's just yep. a slice. It's a sliver. This is awesome though because he makes tables and shit. And you can already see right away. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, man, I need a table. Of burl. I need a burl table now. Slab. A, put a big thing of glass over the top of it. Beauty. Um, so. You were checking out the news. There was some stuff I heard. Some things. Some things were going down sure. in the weed in the weed world. Oh, I heard. Yeah. I heard JDR. Speaking of the weed world, I heard JDR is coming back. Yeah, I heard that too. I heard that by the end of the week, there's supposed to be something up. Really? Sure. Yeah. End of this week, like today. That's what I hear. Yeah. Isn't I, today I, the end of the week? Yeah, that makes sense. Tim, what the fuck? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just saw. It's, it. The I anticipation saw. is is too much to to bear. Yeah, I saw his post and. Yeah, huh, that's cool. But. Yeah, I'm glad to hear. It'll be really 
that'd be sorry. But is he is he literally going for an everyday thing again? Is he going to kill himself? Or I don't. Like, I, that I think it's too much. If don't I, do I, it. I think yeah, I think I saw a post saying that he might go like. I think it's a weekly thing. I'm not sure. Good, if, good. if not, Tim, it's gonna, or a Tim, really. Super let me just tell you, don't go for the daily. You'll you will go right back into your spiral if you do that because sure. it's just again. The daily thing is possible because there's so much crazy news going on, but you don't want to become that guy because then all you're going to end up talking about is politics and stuff because that's really what happens on the daily. The weekly is about right. You know, give yourself a little time. Yeah. It's just a word of advice from a guy who's been doing it a lot less, less time than you. <laughs> so there, you go, there you go. Great yeah. advice. So uh, first thing you pulled up, which I noticed. Uh, uh, let's see. So there's, a, uh, there's Colorado Towns. There's a in Rifle, Colorado. They are actually going to stop teaching the canines to smell smell out weed, uh, claiming that uh, the whole uh, town smells like weed. Yeah, the whole town smells like weed. Dogs are like, well, this town smells like weed, so therefore, yes, <laughs> just sit down next to everything. Yeah. So basically, they're saying that because marijuana is legal uh, in the state, that uh, a dog alerting to drugs in general does not provide a legally sound probable cause for a search. So basically, dogs that get sniffed for marijuana get called into question more in the court and can make things more difficult. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure they're making things more difficult in court. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking dog. Stop making it so difficult. <laughs> we keep asking you, did you smell the weed? And the dog's like, meh. Yeah, so meh. that's kind of local here in Colorado. Uh, that's the kind of news we get in Colorado. Dogs will not be trained for smelling weed. Yep. That's cool. So, uh, I mean, you, you know. gotta you gotta appreciate that. Well, it's so funny. Like everyone that that talks to me, they're like, "Aren't you worried about dog smelling your car?" I was like, "No, man, it's it's legal. Like I don't, you know, like." Well, the, the, the like uh, if you're at like if you you are smuggling, right? The biggest problem usually is you can because a lot of people it's it's their fingers on the door handles. That's what the dogs alerting to because it's like that's you know and I mean you're smoking joint, you go to your door handle and that's just like that's yeah. where it's always gonna smell like weed if you're right. a guy who smokes weed you know what i mean so like if you actually smoke joints on a regular your that handle probably smells like weed 24 7 you know what i mean right. <laughs> just doesn't matter if you smoked today yesterday whatever it's just there's right. enough residue because of also the action of just going in there and you know the friction you know imagine when you got like totally covered in resin fingers i mean sometimes my steering wheel i'll be trimming and then i get to go somewhere oh, and then yeah. i'll come back it's just like oh my God, get out there with alcohols, clean all your shit off. But yep. your outdoor handles, nobody's cleaning that with alcohol. That shit's mm-hmm. alerting every time. <laughs> what else so, you got? Uh, let's see here. So, uh, oh, this is the guy we were talking about with Jessica, right? Oh, no, you, were, you just jumped. You yeah, jumped. I, I ju- jumped around. Jumping around. Okay, so uh, let's see here. It look, uh, according to New Zealand's new prime minister, uh, they said, she said that the nation will hold a referendum over the next three years. Uh, to legalize marijuana. Mm. Now, is that legalize or is that like full across the board growing everything? Are they uh, going to get into any specifics? Arden said it's Friday. weed down there for sure. Yeah, they said Friday the country would hold a referendum on whether to legalize recreational marijuana at some point over the next three years. She didn't say whether she favored legalization but said the current system wasn't working well. The guy that's in parliament there with the dreadlocks, you ever seen him? No. No. I'm sure if you look up New Zealand uh, Parliament dreadlock, <laughs> that's all you got to do, right? I mean, that's, that's, he's going to pop up. They have a guy who's been in there forever. He's super pro-weed and, uh, and pro-hemp, mostly. 
right? Uh, there you go. You found him. That wasn't so hard, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there he is. So he, what's his name? Uh, let's see. Nandor. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I don't. I knew it was a weird name. Yeah. I knew it was a weird name. You don't have to hear it twice. Yeah. Nandor. Yep. Super cool. He's been there for a while, like at least ten years, I think. And uh, so if he's involved. You know which way it's going, <laughs> right? You're like, this is definitely going to be legal. And, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because he was coming over to Amsterdam back in the 90s, you know, so he's been definitely been around. Huh, interesting. So, yeah, yeah so that's kind of cool. Another place that I can go travel to then. Well, yeah, and Rob Clark lives down there a lot of times too, so that'll be cool. He can finally, finally enjoy himself there without f- fear of prosecution. Right. Right? Uh... Is this the yeah. Lucky's? Yeah, this is Lucky's Market, which is actually a natural foods chain backed by uh, Kroger. Mm. Is actually, I, I think I'm we a talked. Big, to... I'm a big Kroger not fan, actually. Oh, really? Oh, don't like that company. Interesting. Never liked it. Don't trust it. Something bad about it. It's evil. It's Interesting. Evil. Just never liked it because of the fact that it's one of those ones where, if if they're <clears throat> when you go into the whatever is a Kroger place, they'll have a brand that you like. And then if it starts to sell really good, it'll disappear and get replaced by a Kruger brand. And they'll have their own version. And you're like, you fuckers did it again. (laughs) And they did that. Because the thing is... Like completely replaced? Like they won't sell the other one? Yeah. Well, or they'll bottom shelf it or slowly diminish it to the point where it's just there's never any there. They'll they'll order a lot less. It's um, So Kruger, I'm pretty sure, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm almost... 95% 95% sure, and you could probably look it up. Sure. But there's a, a company called Albert Hein from Holland. And Albert Hein is a huge chain, and they're one of the big families. It's like they are Rockefellers and stuff, the Heins, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, Albert Heins. And like, so, but they are, that's their MO, 100%. Like, they fucked up everything that ever came through their place. If they got it, they got their hands on it, you could almost guarantee with there's somebody in the back room redoing it, and they just do a shitty version of it, and you'd be like, fuck. Yeah, because then it would really suck because you're you know you're in Holland and every so often a certain brand. It was always stuff that now as an adult I'm like well, probably a good idea that they did try to fucking change it anyway. It was all garbage, but they would just take whatever was successful, even like like sriracha. You know, like okay, do we really need to come up with a different sriracha or just buy the damn same sriracha that we all buy that we all like? Because sometimes you try other brands that are a little different, a little smokier, a little this, a little that. Right. You, if you like the fucking Whatever it is, the cock, the big red... What is it? What's the name of that brand? Uh, Who knows? Sriracha. Just, just yeah, but it's that one from California. Anyway, that brand... I don't know. Yeah, I don't, a Viet- I'm not a big well, Sriracha fan. So. Sriracha is the shit. Anyway, yeah, but it. if you go and you buy all these other different sub-brands, they, a lot of them suck because they're just copies of and or you know, just a little off. They'll yeah. do that to everything. <laughs> and Kruger does the same fucking thing. Fucking evil. Anyway... Yeah. Well, so I so guess, they, but they, but yeah. So they have. So I guess in twenty-five stores across the nation, they are selling uh, CBD oil, basically from CW Hemp. That's cool. That's made from I Denver mean, CW Hemp, and uh, so yeah, they're just going for it. That's good. At least it's made from Colorado-grown CBD. It's not imported Chinese garbage because that would be lame if they did that. Which I can imagine. Yeah. That's cool. I That's got a cool. chat game question actually for you What's here, that? Adam. Um, how come I have no friends? <laughs> how come you have no friends? Yeah. I know. Go for it. Tell me. Uh, now, let's see. Uh, this one is uh, uh, 
Can you ask Adam about the chocolate chunk, please? That's it? That's it. Just about the chocolate chunk? I, like that's, storytelling? That's, that's what it Once says upon here. a time, there was a chocolate chunk. No. <laughs> um, so chocolate chunk is... Uh, so originally, I got some stuff from... Or- I got a whole batch of stuff from Oregon back in the day in Amsterdam. And the chocolate chunk came out of that sort of project. It wasn't... Because uh, what I had was, I had a bunch of stuff that I never really w- ended up working with, but there was, and everything was really uh, almost overpowering in the flavor, like to the point where almost like I didn't like it because it was so, it wasn't that it was so flavorful, it was like, like when you get too much resin in your mouth at a certain mm. point, it's like it's not fun anymore, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> and I had a few strains that were like that where they were real, um, loose kind of buds but thick and just ridiculous and so there was one uh there was one uh afghani from the, from from uh oregon that came in that batch there was that one and then there was another plant it was like a creeper plant that grew kind of just sideways didn't run like never grew straight weird and that plant i really liked it and they had a very similar quality where both of them had that like smoke like deep smoky kind of thing where they you smoke a joint you come out come back like six hours later and it's just as stinky as it was when you left even more sometimes or like the next morning when you wake up and you're like dude this is, oh man this is from last night like fuck it's lingering to um they both had that quality um in the in the flavors and in the, the way that they smoked um the uh but the one of them the creeper plant the thing about it was it was like it would break off in sections really easily like you'd lose a branch all the time because the way it grew instead of growing up the branches kind of grew down and then they were kind of easy to like if you tried to lift them which you because you you know you plan to be all droopy you try to lift them they'd always break like right at the stem yeah crack a little bit so it turned into a fucking nightmare so i got rid of all those plants but the one afghani that we kept and this is from the guys who were giving me the snow bud which i created the acorn from um and that was the same uh, same batch that we took, and what we did was we took uh, took the Afghani from that from that because uh, there was three plants that came from there. There was that creeper plant, uh, just an old school Afghani. It was the traveler guy that had picked it up, and he had you know was leaving me with a bunch of Afghani seeds that were raw. They were just like straight from Afghanistan. Uh, but that chocolate, ch- but that the one that I made the chocolate chunk from was what they had selected themselves in uh, in Oregon. So, but he gave me so he gave me basically their selected plant, and then he gave me a shitload of seeds. And the, the seeds were um, the ones we grew on the roof in Amsterdam on our because we we just went through them, and it was like the females were very leafy and not so great to grow. You know, they were just kind of a bitch. Um, and that's, I think, inherent where the breaking off branches and all that kind of stuff was. So we didn't keep much from that. We, and then we ended up keeping the males from that. And that's how we created the acorn and the chocolate chunk all came from that same male. So it's basically like inbreeding. It's basically an in, uh, it's like a F2 Afghan, one from a pre-selected batch and one from a unselected batch and the unselected batch we did our own selection on the roof and picked out a male from that because we couldn't find a really 
keeper female that made us, but we, but they all had the same kind of deep smoky thing, kind of, or not even smoky, but kind of like deep and gritty or something. Um, and so they, uh, then anyway, that was 95 or so, 96, 95, 96. And then the, uh, then I think like Chocolope came out years later and got everyone confused more. It's one of those plants that confused the fuck out of everybody because when they hear the word chocolate, they think of chocolate tie, but it has right. no, it has no right. tie influence at all. It's all Afghan just different time periods, same region, different time periods. And uh, it was from a guy that used to come through Amsterdam and just drop off seeds and hash and things that he would pick up in Afghanistan. Gotcha. If, if that answers any questions. Sweet. Yeah, we got a couple other questions here if you want to take sure. some questions. Sure. Uh, let's see. Spring Hill Jack uh, asks, uh, the airborne G13 used in MK Ultra. where did it come from and what did it add, et cetera? Um, came from came from uh, Seattle, I believe, at the time of of like the guys who came through and dropped it off to me. I'm not sure exactly. It was just, it was a West Coast. It was a Northwestern uh, sort of traded clone. Um, very uniform structure. A lot of uh, it's very greasy, kind of kind of got a greasy vibe to it, and. The thing about the G, all the G13s the, from that, that when we made the cross, it it created very uh, great weight weight ratio um, as far as like the size of the bud. Like you'll have small buds, yet they weigh a lot compared to the opposite, where you end up with these gigantic buds that you think are going to be the fucking winner, and then in the end they just dry up to nothing. It's kind of the opposite. These were smaller buds, tighter to the stem. Um, but a greasy, a greasy edge to it. That's, that's one of the reasons we like that one. Um, I got a, I have the, so now I have the G13 from the Airborne G13 still, but I got it back, and it seems more uniform and just one of the easiest plants to grow, which is awesome. It's like, you know, you, it's not super heavy on the flavor. Like, it's not like a big flavor imparter. It kind of has a it's good flavor, but it's not, sitting in those really crazy high tones or something where it's like, what is that? Yeah. But it's structure. It's all about the structure. That's what it does for the plant. It really produces consistent, well-structured plants. Nice. Cool. There you go, Spring Hill. Yeah. Uh, the next question is, when's the Sage Master and uh, Bodhi collab? How's that going along? Good. Um, narrowed it down. To, um, started off with about... 36 different combinations going on and I think we've narrowed it down to six and I think eight six and eight total like six Bodies and eight Sage Masters select ones and uh, launch will be officially at the Emerald Cup like that's going to be the official launch um, and on Seeds Are Now site of course and on uh, and then if in Europe it'll kind of come right out right on the heels of that um you know, it's it's interesting too because I've I'm getting feedback now and certain ones it's like, yeah, it's exactly what I thought. Like you know, the um we did some diesel, New York City diesel and some underdog crosses and those ones were like they were too blown out. They didn't really they weren't the ones that made it to the cut. But they made fucking great oil, you know. And that's it was funny too because when I was looking at um so Geek Farms I gave some some beans to and I I had people calling me, calling me up and saying, "Hey, did you see this?" And then I'm like, "Yeah," 
just because they saw the JCP. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I gave those out. Those are just testers. And it's funny because they noticed the finished material color right out of the gate. Like they were like, as they were just scrolling through, they're like, oh, that looks familiar. JCP, what? You know, it was like, kind of got them through them for a loop. But I was like, yeah, you can see different people making uh, oil in different places. That was out of Oregon. And these guys were here in Colorado and they were quite familiar with it because they've done some runs to it with it also. So they were like, huh, I just saw that color and was right away like, boom, is that it? So it's pretty consistent in that way. The male on the body seems to be very dominant, so it's kind of one of those, like, I'm going to take a lot less um, from that one than I thought, just because I want to keep it more variable. Um, the F2s that we're doing now, do some tests with that. I kind of might, at first I thought I was ready with the body one to put it out, and then I'm like, uh, getting, after the feedback, I was like, kind of like knocking out, oh, not that one, not that one, not this one. So it got to be less. So I'm like, hmm, is it enough to offer the whole thing? Or maybe I'll have to do another round. But definitely Sage Master Select will be out. Um, and probably a limited run of the Bodhi ones. I'll probably just do 10, 10 groups out at first. And that way I'm not putting too much out until I get a few more runs. Because I, I, like uh, I kind of got halfway through a project and got kind of unfortunately halted on that one too so it was one of those it was one of those like out of my control sure can't do nothing about it gotta wait on that one so we actually got a little stifled on that one but not totally but the sage best select in the end it was like i did so many different combinations that um now we're just waiting for the final results to make sure that we are putting out fire that's the idea awesome man sounds good uh there's couple other questions if you want to take them sure okay. question dan if you guys want to call in you can always call in too yeah 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 just liven it up around here man for I'm sure all, i'm all by myself uh seven two oh three oh one no three one oh three one oh eight two three seven eight two three seven see i used to never remember eight two three seven that was killing me i can remember tads but then i have to pull my phone out and look at the fucking is that it which one ah, right like, god how can you not remember <laughs> eight two three seven uh, let's see. They asked, uh, do you ever clone, and what cloning gel do you use? Of course, you have to clone. Um, mm. Everybody has to clone. Everybody needs to get comfortable cloning just because, you know, you got to back your shit up. That's the most important part. Right. And uh, if you're going to give somebody a copy, you want to give them a good copy so you don't want to be a bad like, – it's funny, too, because a lot of people are are really good growers, but then they have some sort of, like, hang up when it comes to cloning and i've gone through it too where it's just like all of a sudden you're just like they're just not good like they're just not easy and then you have other people that aren't really great growers but they fucking nail it on clones yeah so it's kind of like they're two different total different conditions so when you're making so for me for instance i actually like uh dip and grow like liquid even though it's you know ornamental use only or whatever and we're talking about clones here uh and almost all cloning gels and powders are pretty much hardcore enough that they're not going to save for food use anyway you know mm -hmm. so so they're all for ornamentals if you look at it that way the thing i like about the liquid though is when you're cutting a lot of clones especially if you're cutting just one or two gels fine or not one or two but if you're doing you know 100 or whatever gels fine but it's kind of expensive you go through a lot and what i noticed with the gel is that it's like you open it up and it's all nice and fresh and you're like yeah great and then about you know the third or fourth round of cuts the color is a bit darker. It's a little runnier. It's a little. It's a little less jelly. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. So for me, it's a little bit like eh, I don't know. It feels like it's better if they were smaller packs, and you could just like 
go through them quicker and then not have them. Because I never buy like a giant thing of Clonex because guaranteed it's going to go weird before you get to the end of it. Yeah. So buy the smallest amounts, which then is a little more expensive. So when you do the liquid, you get to mix it like 20 to 1. So you're looking at like, you know, if you have a 32 mil, then you're looking at 640 mil worth of uh, of clone, ju- clone juice. And then the thing <laughs> is when you cut it fresh and you drop it into uh, liquid, it instantly sucks up a good portion up into the, into the bottom of the clone too. So it's like it's actually inside and outside and ready to go and starts doing what it needs to do, which is soften that tissue and make it possible for the roots to pop out. Um, with gel, sometimes you'll stick it in. If people, like, people tend to just like dab it in there like this, and that's not the idea. You've got to roll it because when you, whenever you like clog up the bottom of that clone, because a lot of times there's no action going on anymore. So you roll it in it so it goes around more of the outside less on the inside. But with gel, it's really hard to do that because it just kind of it coats it. And the thing that gel is really good for is if you have a cloner, like if you're using an easy cloner, then you got kind of got to use gel because it helps seal the bottom a little bit and keep them from dehydrating out of the gate or being a little bit less. Whereas uh, if you're in rock wool or, uh, you know, root riots or those kind of things, then the, then the liquid works really well. It's just good for, it's cost effective. Plus, it's alcohol-based, so it's kind of like you mm. feel like you're sterile every time, you you know, when you're dipping it in. Oh, uh, yeah. You've got that, like, medicinal sterility thing going on. And, you know, that's kind of what is the biggest problem with clones is cleanliness, you know. So if you have a dirty start, then, you know, especially if you see somebody pour it into the cap. Well, the worst is if people take gel, they pour it into the cap, they use it, and then they pour the rest back into the thing. It's like, oh. Ugh, like that's just instant contamination and that happens a lot that's why i don't like to use gel i mean if it's my own obviously if it's your own you're gonna know if you did that or not but when someone hands it to you i'm always like mm. if it's been open i'm always like nah i don't trust it you know it's just like i know the tendencies of people that tend to yeah it's like watching people double dip on their crackers so I'm like, <laughs> dude didn't you just bite on that and now you put it back oh dude just don't do that that's funny cool so that was it for the question world? No, there's one more. Or about, where's Brett? That's what I want to know. Where the hell's Brett? Mm. Brett, call in. Mr. Burl. I'm sure he'd be like wanting to know if Burl made it on time. Yeah, right? It's here. What's the last one? Uh, let's see. We got a... Uh, they're asking uh, if you have any tips on perpetual gardening, gardening and... Don't uh, do it. And plant training for yield. Okay. Perpetual gardening sucks. Um... The problem is that, and this is something I, you know, it's kind of like wasn't really, I wasn't aware of up until a few years ago. And then I was like, oh, okay, that makes some sense. And if we ever get um, Colin back on the show, he, he 100% will attest to it because hmm. he's the ethylene guy. It's all about the ethylene. Um, with cannabis, when they, um, when you're near harvest time, there's so much going on that's not visible to the naked eye. Mm. that's going on in your room, right? So, you know, you know how people tell you, like, oh, if you, somebody kills a plant, the other plant's crying, and where, you know, it's true. There's a lot of going on vibration-wise, even more when it's about, like, maturation of your plant. So what happens is you got, say you got, like, 40 plants in a room, and you're going to harvest your ideas, and I want to harvest four of them every, you know, four to five every week, and then that's going to be perpetual, right? 
So then you're going to have new ones going in, old ones coming out, new ones going. If they're actually in the same room, then it is kind of like, if you think about it too, it's like put a bunch of kids around a bunch of adults and don't expect them to become like, don't, they don't go through the normal stages. They go straight to adulthood. You know what I mean? Wow. And so the plants are kind of like that too. They're like, wait a minute. So you mean when you're older, you do that? Oh, fuck. Well, I'm, and we're old. We're, we're doing that. And so your plants will mature too quickly. You'll get like red hairs coming in and plants maturing faster than they need to because of their response to the ethylene in the room because of the plants are now putting that out. You That's know? pretty crazy. So in a way, you fuck yourself up without knowing it. And so when you have, and you kind of see it too, when you have a plant that's, when you have a lot of different strains in a room, yeah. it's hard to time it because as one's coming down, the other ones sometimes are, are not as easy to identify because normally you'd identify them all at the same time. So you're like, oh, okay, I see you. They're all swelling. They're, they're all doing this. They're all doing that. Sometimes if they're pre-swell and they're already getting red hairs, that's like the worst. I hate that. Like, that's like, you know, you got a plant, it's growing really good. You're all happy. And then all of a sudden it just like poops out. You're like, what the fuck? And that's, you know, can just be the genetics. It can be just the plant the way it is. I mean, there's a lot of times certain things that just don't really fulfill their their needs maybe because you weren't at the right conditions but if you just when you start putting like a lot in the same room you can kind of almost guarantee that you're getting false positives wow and your plants are tricking each other into maturing at a shitty rate pretty crazy yeah so don't do it And 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 if you do do it do it smart where it's like perpetual harvest but yet room is divided in some way shape or form you know gotcha. like yeah you can harvest every every week but you probably every three weeks want to put them in a different area you know what i mean so that they're kind of like all in the same area and then divide divide your rooms into three weeks instead of you know so that you take your room a and you take eight plants out of room this room and you put them in oh we've got jessica calling in maybe let me see i'll text her to tell her um, Text her the, the show phone number. You. It's funny. Namaste had a pretty funny comment. He's like, I, "I play country music for the plants in the same room as a rotten as a rosin press in the corner, and they seem unaffected by the pending doom." <laughs> it's true. It's true. They, but at the same time, I don't like to smoke weed in my plant around my plants too Interesting. much. Interesting. Anyway, just because it seems to be a little. It's a little, bo- I mean, yeah, there's, it seems a little dirty, first of all. Sure. It's like, you know, don't really need to smoke anything around them. They don't want to smoke. Makes sense. But it's also a little bit like kind of, it's like, this is what's going to happen right, right here. Right. You know what I mean? Um, let me see. You want to call in on, let's see. Three, uh, 720-310-8200. Seven. Now the hard part is to actually type it in right because I usually type it in. Um, we'll see if she calls in. Cool. That's a show. Instant show. Boom. Jessica. Cheesecake. Hours. No interruptions because last time we had a whole bunch of people in here. Right, right, right. Um, and it was funny too because later, the thing is that with, with Jessica, it's always the same. Like we know. We all know her. So we know she's going to be loud and we know she's going to be a little rough here and there, but at the same time, it's also a lot of good information coming out. Mm-hmm. And then other people, sometimes they get a little bit and then they hear, here she comes. And we have an instant show. There you go. Well, how's that? Miss what happened? 
we got to now we have a show. You're here. I mean, Hello. you save the day oh. as usual. So we we oh. uh, f- fucking. I, I'm so glad to be that you know that position of last resort. It's, it's like just like my love life. You Actually, know? you're like, more like our first resort of last resort. So it's not even the worst thing. You know what I mean? We we literally just were like, no, no. I mean, so who's coming? Nobody. I, I, Who could pull this off? I know, but I. You know, one of these days I'm going to work up into a slot of a scheduled fucking guest whose life is scheduled and not somebody who just happens like to have, have wandered in. I just wandered in from the yard where I was moving dirt around yeah. and uh, was going to do some bomb hits and saw that you had called. And I was like, oh, it's fucking Friday, I guess. Yeah, sounds good. Well, thank you for you that. Know, I, this, this is the level of calendar worship that I uh, do mm-hmm. on weeks when there's not big politics for me to cover. Well, there's always there always is, but I guess you can take a break once in a while, right? No, no, I mean, it's just, it's just that there wasn't anything I had to do today. Okay, just today. But yeah, I'm sure next today. week, so next, next week. So, uh, lots next has week been... Next week is a, another fresh whirlwind. Yeah, lots has happened, and always does, every time between the times we see you and, and whatever. I mean, I think what I noticed was a huge crackdown on, on busts going down everywhere. It seems like Colorado's just decided it's now fine to go bust everybody they can in any way, shape, or form. And you're like, wow, what... We're kind of going backwards here a little bit. Um, yeah, obviously you. Well, were you following the emerging news about now that Aurora is now adding um, prison times to a municipal code violation for plant count? I did see that yesterday. So um, I think Jetter might have posted it or something. Uh, yeah, we we were fussing because we couldn't share that. So finally, at the end of the day, everyone was able to share that damn post. Yeah, it sounds, but, uh, like, it sounds like a little cash grab there, too, and a combination of get, well, get people in prison grab. Well, I'm going to use that statement, which, you know, a fair amount of people in this community probably saw, you know, at least posted and bandied about yesterday. Hold on one um, second, Jessica. We got, a, we got an intruder. Let's see who it is. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Who we got? Yeah, this is Brett. Oh, I knew it was going to be Brett. Sorry. So, Jessica, Brett just sent me a beautiful burl, a uh, big hunk of burl. Too bad you're not here to enjoy the burl. But uh, thank you, Brett. It made it safe and sound. You're very welcome. Um, I, I know I told you I was sending you a table. <laughs> it's but, okay. I'll uh, get a table later, maybe. I saw that blank spot behind you, and I said, boy, that will, uh, yeah. will draw a lot of attention. Not that I'm trying to turn up any business. I mostly give them away. I should be selling them, but uh, I don't know. I, I really enjoy uh, people getting them so and displaying them. Mm-hmm. So. Now I'm jealous and I want to see this. Oh, you need to turn on your turn on your computer or something. But it's uh, yeah, it's a gorgeous. Um, I, I only have the ability to, to to share my love with you by phone oh, from my household. You know, there there is no Wi-Fi or computer out here in uh in the beautiful sticks. That's but good. I am going to do a bong hit while you chat with this gentleman. Sounds good, Jessica. Yeah, no, it's a sweet piece of uh, burl. It looks like a tree or a mushroom. Or everybody right away says it's like, oh, is that a tree? Is that a mushroom? Is that? I'm like, it's a fucking piece of burl. That's what it is. Make up your own mind. Then somebody saw a face on the other side. They're like, that's a big face. Yeah, so there you go. It's not even tripping yet. Enjoy it. Not even tripping yet, and it's already turning into faces and things. But um, yeah, so thanks about thanks for that. And uh, I heard. Uh, oh, also here's some news for the for the world, which I posted yesterday. Is that apparently out of nowhere, High Times has decided to do a cannabis cup in Amsterdam, 30th anniversary next month. I'm like, what? Like. Hey guys, a little warning. So basically, help. that excludes anybody who has to plan or budget to take international travel into their fucking. You're fucked. You're going to pay schedule. like ten thousand dollars to go to the cup if you want to do it now because it's going to be. You would think it was a joke if it wasn't true. 
Well, it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> when you start talking about high yeah, times, you, you're like, hmm. I, you know, I talked to Matt, and I was like, oh, that sounds great, Matt. Yeah, cool. And then all of a sudden, I, when I hung up, I was like, he, he cannot be meaning, like, next month. He's talking next year, right? And then I called him back, and he's like, oh, no, next month. I'm like, dude, no one's going to show up for that. That's fucking stupid. You know what I mean? I was like, who, who what, about, what about the policy there? Are they going to allow everything to go on? Wasn't there issues in the no. rescue? Well, the thing is, they're not going to do the expo because... What, what, what really happened, and then I found out the real story was, in classic High Times fashion, they didn't really even plan a cup. What they did was they found out there's another cup going on there called the Unity Cup, which started in a reactionary terms of the locals saying, fuck, we don't need High Times, we can do our own cup. So they did their own cup called the Unity Cup, and High Times just basically hijacked it, is now going to call it the High Times Cannabis Cup and use their dates and use their entertainment and everything and then, I don't know, partner up with them. So I was like, it sounds so typical. I was like, Jesus Christ, guys. So anyway, I won't be there. So don't expect it to be a true 30th anniversary. 31st will be better anyway. If Adam, I have a question for you. I'm wondering <laughs> if other people know. Uh, what is it that you're smoking uh, when you're doing your uh, dab hits? Uh, I'm curious. What do you smoke? Um, right now I'm smoking some uh, sage BHO made by a friend of mine from uh, who's, a, uh, who's been on the show. Um, he's been, I think he's physically been on the show. Is Soap Man. My man Soap Man made it for me. Uh, so this one's made with... Uh, with the, Actually made with ether though, so I did a, he made, created a. He went all old school. He went old school. He's like, well, if I was going to make hash, what extract would I use? And so, uh, yeah, the newest craze here in the last six weeks that taken over in the concentrate industry is the sauce oh, yeah. slash yeah. sugar, and I mean taking over oh seventy five percent of the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is really uh, terpene. Uh, powerful, I can say oh, that. Yeah. Oh yeah, the sauce is awesome. When done correctly. No, the sauce is great. Normally, that's what I'd be smoking too, but I'm out, I'm out of sauce right now, so. Well, I want you to know that I got some sauce from, <laughs> believe it or not, it was DNA Genetics grown by Crockett. Yeah. It was, and I have to tell you, the terpenes are. I've never experienced anything like it, but it is dosey dose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Crockett knows how to grow for sure. So. Oh yeah. That that'll help. Um, so yeah, we'll be definitely seeing you at the Emerald Cup, uh, Britt. All right. Well, listen, it was good uh, speaking with you. And uh, as I said, I didn't I didn't send that for you, Adam, for you to try and uh, bolster any business for me. Oh uh, no, it's purely cool. just a gift of love. I love it. I love it. It's awesome. Thank you. Okay. And my I wife, my wife too. was like, "That's exactly what my dad would have in his house," and he's like an old hunter. Oh, well, <laughs> so. the table that is coming to you, you can bring to your home then. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Look forward to it. Bye bye. Thanks, Brett. All right, Jessica, we're back. See, whenever back. you're on the show, back. whenever whenever we're on the show with you, just people come like they just want to be on here. All of a sudden, it's happened every time. Uh, yeah, like, it's my magnetic fucking personality. That or they're like, if I get on there, she'll stop fucking talking about politics. Exactly. You well, know, one of the two possibilities. But but either way, you know, a little of both, I would say. Um. Yeah, you know, I mean, it. it when I'm on there in person, they just they just want attention from my tits. When I'm on the phone, they just want to shut my fucking political. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. I don't blame anyone for wanting to shut me up. But uh, well, we need to know. We need, inquiring minds want to know. That's for sure. So, um, what is uh, this whole coming around the corner January twelve point count bullshit? That's what I want to know. Is it 
For real? You're asking what's going to happen when the legislative session starts because we're getting to the end of all the interim bullshit? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to know about... So here's what we're going to do. We're going to fucking cover all the bullshit that's happened since I talked to you last. At least most of what I think is noteworthy or is going to have an impact on people. I'm going to go back to what I was rambling about before your charming friend, um, you know, called in to... to uh, offer some insights about the world of, of, of extract smokables. There you go. Um, which, which basically is what I'm working on. I'm working on getting to the point where we can have talks about that and not have to talk about what I was going to tell you. Going back to what Warren Edson had been saying about the changes in the um, sentencing policy for municipal code violations, which should never carry any kind of jail sentence, um, at least not on a first offense. They are now have decided that they're busting too many Mid-level grows, so they want to send a message, so they're carrying a jail sentence with um, any kind of more than 12-plant grow. Um, this is in, in advance, well ahead of the enforcement of the 1220 bill, which will start on January 1st of this coming year. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But what I want to kind of say is that this, this change, where they changed the municipal code to 12 plants to match what they were anticipating from the state in advance, is coming out of... Dun, da, da, da. the group that I talk about all the time, CCI and CML. That's the Colorado Counties Incorporated and Colorado Municipal League. And this is, and I continue to just keep harping on this issue, the number one enemy of cannabis consumers in the United States, um, or at least in Colorado, but these are municipal leagues that are operated under... Um, they're, they're operated on a national scale. So this, this is a lobbying arm of the governor's office that is definitely not part of the Democratic Party. And it's, it's sort of more of a, uh, no matter who gets elected, this group is going to keep pushing their agenda, which is a basically a three-pronged agenda. It's about prisons for profit, it's about fracking for profit, and it's about law enforcement lobby and basically doing whatever law enforcement wants to run roughshod on the citizenry. And that is really about taking money for civil assets. And they, they fight anything civil asset forfeiture related. Hmm. So this has been something that I keep talking about. And people keep being like, you're talking about something so boring and it's so esoteric. And it's this policymaking group that's behind the scenes. But this is the group that has changed every county to these specific narrow plant counts, specific narrow grow room restrictions, and originally these were all municipal code violations. Now they're bringing in teeth and they're applying jail sentences for their for-profit prison crony buddies. This is what I have been warning about all along. So basically I see this as this was actually part of their summer conference that I warned people about on your show probably back like in June. Mm -hmm. And... um, I was up in arms about it on your show months and months ago, so we can go back and listen to some historic episode, and I'll be like, there was this summer conference where they gave all of these lobbyists for this big industry bullshit and private prisons and, and voting machines and mm-hmm. the Cinti Cedarburg, um, private access to all of the 64 county, county commissioners in the state of Colorado, which is super, super corrupt and violates sunshine law. And so this, this whole thing has been like going on and going on, and now we get to this point. Um, you know, this is really interesting timing when we look at the situation with 1220. And, you know, we talked a little bit about how the people that supported 1220 are fucking bitches. Mm-hmm. And they continue to be. 
You know, the trial is going on right now for Jack Split. His mom testified in favor of 1220. His caregiver is on trial right now for being arrested on the day that he was, you know, killed by his nurses. I mean, his nurses gave him two doses of phenobarbital in a one-dose period of time. You know, mm -hmm. that's what killed him. And so basically, you know, you've got these people who are completely absent. They haven't gone to any of the trial dates or anything. And they're moving forward on their political agenda and their political career. But they, they thought, oh, well, this is just going to, you know, change the amount of plants you can have. No, this is actually going to come with serious jail sentences because now these municipal codes are being changed to carry jail time. So there will be no first-time slap on the wrist. People will go to jail on their first offense for having a seventh plant in flower. <clears throat> so and I know that sounds stupid, but, like, that is basically... The goal is to discourage people from wanting to grow at all. And this is exactly what happened when alcohol, after Prohibition, when it became big companies and pushed out all the little small mm -hmm. mom and pops and private manufacturers, is that they basically made it completely undesirable to make your own and, um, you know, stigmatized it. And when basically, you know, when we have the situation where so this will this will just bring us right back around to the med rulemaking. The same day of the pretrial, where the sentence and the jury trial dates were set for Mark Peterson and Ron Niehaus, um, was the med rulemaking. Literally, I could have left my car at the parking lot for where I was in the morning at the rulemaking and walked across two highways and then over to the trial for Mark and Ron quicker than it took me to drive around two exits on the highway to get back over across to the Jefferson County Courthouse from the Meds Gaming Building offices. So, like, all of this happened in Golden. Mm -hmm. I'm the only person who left the first event to go to the second event. Everyone else was just like, fuck that caregiver. Fuck that guy. And, you know, he had no plants and just had weight and was basically processing it for a patient on site with full who basically cannabis didn't contribute to the person, you know, who, who died. And so mm -hmm. that was not part of the investigation. This was just a, a law enforcement overreach to charge somebody for charging somebody's sake. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while these guys are being charged across the street, the industry is saying, oh, well, we just want to keep blasting down the same thing that fails pesticide test after pesticide test until we can pass a test. And then we want to be able to sell it with no labeling saying how many tests it failed. And the whole thing that I had talked about about breeding, so this will go back to what we talked about the last time I think I was on the show where I was saying that this bill was going to be screwed by the industry people and that this bill that was supposed to be a sort of emergency cover umbrella for caregivers who were doing breeding programs where they could get this cheap entry-level license was being perverted by the rulemaking process and you'll be shocked to learn that um that's exactly what happened and they ended up making two classes of licenses out of it one is like kind of a re medical research license the other was kind of a growing for this medical research license and more pages of the classes of the research license have to do with pesticides there's there's still no talk about any kind of clean breeding program, I mean clean growing program or organic or anything like that. Yeah. There's no talk about how we're going to eliminate more pests. 
the threshold for microbial test failures has now been raised yet again. So they're basically, I mean, it's like you could mop a floor and put a dirty mop on the Petri dish and it would pass the state standard for goddamn, you know, mm-hmm. microbial yeah, for, for they cannabis. They just want to keep things moving. So Because there's no excise in throwing something away. Mm-hmm. And every time that it gets processed, they get paid excise. So basically, if somebody wants to keep trying out of misguided greed, the state is all about it. Um, but, you know, some interesting things are happening. So basically, that, that went on, and they, they basically made it to where there is now an internal rev- review board. So I'm going to tell about this. So there's this internal review board that will get to determine if you can have more than 12 plants. Now, this, this, this class of license that I'm talking about is this research breeding license or research growing license, um, same thing, or the medical research license, which is to do medical human testing on patients hmm. or on pets or on pesticides on a plant. So you can get a pesticide approved for the industry. So there's more focus on getting a new pesticide approved for the industry than, and there's not any focus, not one page or word of focus on getting an organic program approved for the industry. Right. Which I think is kind of fucking telling. Sure. One thing that listeners of your program who are all people who are interested in growing and and are are involved in the seed project, seeds will no longer have to have any kind of labeling about whether or not they were produced with what kind of chemicals or whether or not they were grown organically or what kind of soil they were grown in. Seeds will not have to have any of that on their packaging label the way that flour or other cannabis products do. And why I think that is interesting or matters is that basically you're no longer going to be able to look at the package and be like, oh, they they found that, you know, like. Well, yeah, I mean, if you have to list that you're using like uh, colloidal silver or gibbaleric acid in the process or something like that for sure. Um, Right, but I mean, I feel that this is shit that, might be interesting. People who are yes. going to want to grow a product mm-hmm. are entitled to know. And if, if we're entitled to know if something is grown in, you know, I mean, we saw the story that was out on the news this week about the, the bus that was up in California with the people growing with human feces. Yeah. If we're entitled to know what right. our product was grown in, we're entitled to know what the seeds were bred in as well, in my opinion. Sure. I mean, I, you know, I don't think anybody... Some people only I, want a garden with organic seeds. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really seen that many people specifying on their packaging. Um, you know, we put it in but, our... We put that but where... But they are supposed to. Yeah. Um, well, I think the seed packaging has not been well-regulated. That's my point. I don't think it has been regulated but, at all, has it? I mean... No, no, no. Now it will be, but it, it's going to be pretty interestingly lax. Um, it basically doesn't have to give you any provenance or anything. It just has to give you a name that they made up, and that's it. No genetics, no background, no history of whether or not that seed may have been exposed to chemicals that you don't want in your garden. I don't you know. You know, there's stuff, there's enough stuff there that I think people at least should know or pay attention. And I think good quality people will be able to market themselves and set themselves aside by by giving that information and having it be solid information. Yeah. But um, I digress. So the breeding will now basically be conducted by a lab. And this research class of license will be able to send products to the lab for analysis. But somebody like you wouldn't be able to say, hey, look, this looks pretty good. Let's check this out. It smells pretty awesome. kind of looks like an, you know, orange orangutan and smells like an armpit. And I'm super stoked on it. And I'm going to try it, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, that will not be the determination of plants for genetic future breeding. The lab will. 
and I think that is, you know, it's a, it's it, it it may prove they may they may prove better than us, but I I think we're not always just breeding for the most of the this or the that. It's, sure. it's sometimes it's about the esoteric nature of an undiscovered phenotype, and I worry that this is being taken away. I mean. So what about people? What about what about people who have uh, already have a license for uh, recreational or medical or whatever? Can they 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 can't breed in their own facility now? Is that what you're trying to say, or is that part of the deal or not? No, I believe that they can. Uh-huh. I believe that this class of license has been ruined by basically the industry having their head so far up their ass they have no idea what they're doing, mm-hmm. and by basically the fact that the state didn't appoint anybody who had sat in any of the hearings about the bill to the rulemaking panel for the bill. So nobody who had any experience about what the bill's intention was was there, so basically they used their interpretation to write a bunch of stuff about creating new pesticides and, uh, you know, didn't have any understanding about how a breeder might use a facility because they're a bunch of suits. Mm -hmm. They were picked for a rulemaking process, you know? So they basically were like, well, we'll get all the breeders under our thumb with this lab, but there's no way for a breeder to, like, you can't sample the product on site. That's part of the state rules for a facility, right? And so they applied that, of course, to, you know, a breeding facility. And it's like, well, you can't sample it there. You can't send it outside of metric. You can't send it to yourself in metric. Yeah. And you can't sell anything from a breeding facility, which means there's no way for you to get back a hold of it once you sent it to the lab. You can maybe send it to a medical testing facility where a patient who's vetted by internal review board, which was what I said we were going to talk about, to make sure that there's no conflict of interest of a personal or familial relationship between you, the breeder, and that patient, which means your friends and your family that you've been providing for as a caregiver no longer can cannabis that you grew in your research breeding facility for them specifically because you now have a conflict of interest between you and their internal review board. But... Sounds this class highly convoluted. Sounds highly I, convoluted right there for the for yes. to do. Now anything. I'm gonna. Now I'm gonna. So so that's like we're making a layer cake of convoluted. That's the chocolate layer. Now wait for some vanilla icing between layers. So here's that. Um, here's a little whitewash of vanilla icing. That class of license that I just described and all the awesome nuances of it will cost you exactly the same as an entry level class of license where you could grow eighteen hundred plants to sell. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, right? Right. So that's great. But, but, but wait, vanilla icing, vanilla icing, vanilla icing, more awesomeness. Um, the, the, the caveat is that class of license that will cost you the same as 1,800 plants that you can sell to the marketplace for recreational purposes, that same cost of entry-level license will allow you 12 one, two, twelve plants, the same as you could have in your fucking house. Yeah. Unless, mm-hmm. unless, big, big asterisks, um, you get approval from the state's internal review board for your medical specific need of your breeding program for some other medical facility. So somebody who's going to do testing with your specific product. Or you have to compete with somebody who can just give cannabis away from a licensed existing facility that's already licensed and owned by the state. Um, basically, any, like, so medicine man could give a bunch of moldy bullshit to a fucking medical test for free, or they'd have to buy it from you, from your breeding facility, so that you could have money to get out of your breeding facility, which is bullshit. Anyway, I digress. That's not going um, to make you anything anyway. It's like 
peanuts. No, no, no. There's no way to make money on it because your competition can give weed from their for-profit facility away for free. Right. And this research license would have to get this approval to have up to 500 plants, so you would still only have less than 30%, like 28% of what you could have for retail purposes, which you could still breed under, um, with the same restrictions that you can't take it or smoke it or try it or anything, but labs to test it. Well, you can get um, it back. You can, you can buy it back if you can sell, if you can sell it, right? So. If this is true, you could, that, that is valid. That is a much more valid statement, so I hadn't even really put it under that perspective. So which, it is which more, is rough, uh, which is which is going to probably get you to the finish line quicker because if you had to buy back every fucking yep. sample that you ever grew to make a decision, but, you're not going to want to go through too many rounds. You'd be like, all right, that's it. I already spent like six hundred bucks trying to figure out what this so fucking just thing to is. Wrap up. Last Friday, I should have probably just came on your show after I wrapped up all my meetings. But last Friday, I went to the hearing at the CDPHE, where Dr. Ken Gorsham, who's like basically Larry Wolf's like, you know, Igor to his Frankenstein. Um, told us that because the legislation didn't give the CDPHE money for the Internal Review Board to grant people more than 12 plants, they won't actually fight for that money until 2018, which is what you asked, what's going to come up legislatively. And then they won't actually get any money until 2019 budget money. So they don't plan to even start an Internal Review Board that would grant anybody up to those 500 plants until 2019. But this is supposed to be, according to Dan Pabone, the legislator who sponsored the testing bill, this emergency umbrella where caregivers can keep their plants before they have to cut everything down to 12 plants so that they don't lose their breeding genetics, which is all fucking bullshit and smoke and mirrors and fucking lies as usual. So basically, like, I don't know, that kind of to me just ties everything back together that, like, the sponsor of the bill who said that we should have a 12-plant cap in our residence then turned around and said that this testing bill would allow people who have these, you know, entry-level, really cheap, like $500 cost license for somebody to have a commercial facility to breed in so that they could have state licensing so that they could get their caregiver spot into a commercial space because nobody can rent a commercial space without state licensing. But the industry saw that as competition, so they pooped on that and said, no, let's make it real expensive and give them nothing but 12 plants until they can get approval two years from now. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Who's going to survive that? Who's going to survive on 12 plants, right? I mean, Not some of our friends that we know and love, you know, who are breeders who are really working on interesting and um, truly not super profitable, not super high-yield plants, but, mm -hmm. you know, plants that are medicinally high value. And those are some of the people that I consider some of my very best friends. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm honored to work with people like that, but I'm working legislatively to give that person a fighting chance to keep the, what, 10, 20 years of breeding stock that they've worked on right. in play. And that's what I'm fighting for, because that's what's important for patients. That's what's important for breeders to have their, their plant counts. And so, you know, that's kind of what I've been working on. Um, but, you know, to me, it's like a travesty that this licensing that was supposed to allow that to happen has been perverted into some opportunity to test a bunch of pesticides. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, come on, like, we're just going to keep a, a paraquatting down our population until people start to say that weed is unhealthy and it looks like cigarettes? Because tobacco, Indian native tobacco wasn't 
what a pack of Marlboro Lights is today, you know? And um, Well, yeah, I was always like, if somebody takes a backwood and fucking gets that lab to test it, they're going to be, like, way over the limit on everything that we've get, you know, uh, parts per billions. I mean, they'll be doing parts per millions where we have parts per billions and, and all the way up to scale, you know? I can I can only imagine, so love to see yeah. love to see some tests on some other alternative smoking things but i will i i will now wrap up unless you have more time that you have to kill i don't well, know yeah, what you know, we, we got the whole show today you're, you i got one guy coming in maybe now we'll see if mr wild comes in but if, if not you are oh damn that, well, I, I thought i was like ending up like i thought the show had started at like three and it was five nah, and we were gonna end know, on nah, whatever Just go, my ass, go so for it you can, you know, let's hear let's hear the misery bring it on that Blake Wild? No, no, no. I, I was gonna. I was saving some good fucking news, you squat bag. Okay, um, keep it coming. Keep it coming. So, so basically, I went to this um, meeting at the CDPHU last Friday, and it was awesome. I have all the graphics from it and the presentation from it was from this professor at CU, uh, Cinnamon Binwell is her name, and she was like, you know, middle aged, cool lady, but you know, like average middle-aged lady from Boulder kind of chick. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I had all these preconceived notions that it was, you know, these people were going to be lazy, they were going to have poor memory, they were going to have poor motivation, they were going to have poor life skills, poor coping yeah. skills, etc. Uh, about cannabis, which because she's a clinical researcher. <laughs> right. And in 2009, she got approved by NIDA, which is, you know, the old Miss Weed, to do an initial study of 24 males, mm-hmm. um about basically about memory, motor function, et cetera. And then that study was reapproved for her to be able to do a blind study with a dispensary partner to, um, how shall I say, to be able to uh, get cannabis from Colorado. So it wouldn't be that old Miss Weed. Yeah. It, would, it wouldn't be what LV and, uh, you know. Well, it's usually like like three years yeah. old. Isn't that like always like three years old minimum or sometimes ten years old and some crazy? like just... Yeah, I mean, it, it's whenever they run out, they grow some. Yeah. And however that batch turns out, that's what you got for that fucking time. That's terrible. And so, it's Mississippi. Know, it, it is what it is. It, it, I've, I've, I've tried it a few times with LV. It's, yeah, it's terrible. It is, it is, it, you know, and, and I mean, it's like almost like I feel like she shares those joints with people mm-hmm. so that people will be like, oh, God, that's horrible. Take some of my weed. God bless you, woman. It's like wearing people, <laughs> it's like people always but wear I mean, like old clothes. I don't clothes. say that as like that, that, that she's a hustler or anything. Yeah. I'm just saying like, like, like genuinely, if, if anyone has ever tried it with her, you probably emptied half of your own bag into her jar of just being like, sister, take mine because that's just god awful. Exactly. And, no, it's like people um, wear, it's like people wear shitty clothes around me a lot of times and I think it's just a way to get free hoodlums they're like oh man if I wear a really holy you have never given if me I wear... free fucking clothes I, I didn't say you I'm just I never seen you wearing holy clothes oh, no. but I have a lot of people come with some scruffy ass shit and they'll be like man if I could just get a hoodlum you know they're all shaking yeah. shaking in the corner like a junkie or something I'd be like yeah that'd be great wouldn't it wouldn't, <laughs> that, be, wouldn't, it, wouldn't that be great but uh, it's not working man I, I try to I make know those my tricks. abject poverty look classy yeah <laughs> So, uh, um, all right, we'll keep on, keep it rolling. Tell it. Okay, so, right, so, so tell me so, now, so I want to, tell me now just about the so 20, then the 2012. So secondary study with, with Colorado Cannabis, uh-huh. where they had this, like, mobile van that went and tested people and, like, all this crazy shit. But, basically, the, the baseline for people, they, they did a test, for the first test was just about cannabis consumers. 
and memory and cognitive function. And she, and from that test, she didn't give us like all the data on it, but she was like, I realized that all of my preconceived notions were wrong. And I was like totally wrong about cannabis. And I was like, I have to study this more in depth. Mm -hmm. I can't just be giving these people, because the, the original joints she was using in her study that were provided by NIDA, that old Miss Lee that we we're just talking about, yeah. were at 3% THC. Oh. Mm -hmm. So, that, that, and they were the joints themselves, and they had a protocol that she had to have her subjects meet, but she was able to negotiate with them and change the parameter of the protocol for her second study, which compared flower smokers to um, concentrate users and dab smokers. And um, that second study again was all male. So you know that that that's one thing as as a as a science enthusiast. Of course, we were all like, "Well, we'll do a study with chick. I'll I'll be in it." Mm -hmm. And uh, Mary and um, Martha from uh, Dr. Cohen's office were there as well. And so, ended up being a great conversation because I had done that other um, science experiment with them, which was not the same experiment but very very similar. And their experiment was, the, the CU experiment was, of course, a little bit more controlled, couldn't take place on campus, so these people were partnered with this dispensary. They got a blind, either strain A or strain B, and they were assigned, and then they had to go into the dispensary and say, you know, hey, I'm in the study group, and I'm here to pick up my samples for strain A. Mm -hmm. And they could, you know, all they got was a jar, and then it was labeled strain A with all the other state requirements, but it just said strain A, so they had no information. And one was a... Um, high THC strain, and one was uh, catatonic, which is a CBD THC. Yeah. So the, the high THC strain was a blueberry diesel, mm -hmm. and we know that because she disclosed that. We, all, we actually got to ask a bunch of questions, and so that was one of the questions that uh, the girls from Dr. Cohen's asked. asked. And that was, uh, so we knew it was, it was blueberry diesel versus catatonic, and then the dabs were, I, I forget what they were, but, you know, it's something, something that you guys would all know, you know, some sort of, like, known name, and so it was basically a high, it was like a 50-50 uh, CBD one-to-one -one dab mm -hmm. versus like a, or no, it was, no, the, the, the dab one was different. It was it was a 70% concentrate versus a 90% concentrate, and then she had done a different study on dabbers versus a CBD, but that wasn't part of this study, so I'll get to that later, but um, she did this study where basically was trying to, just, to, to uh, see what their average baseline for regular consumers' blood nanogram levels were for flower users and for dab users. And so they had the two different strains. And she found that the people, especially with dabbers, who had been given the 70% concentrate, yeah. smoked so much more of the concentrate that they were given because they, they weighed everything that they were given based on this, like, you know, they gave them this study period and then they came with this mobile van to, like, check their blood levels and all this shit. Mm -hmm. So I thought actually was a lot more legit than the study I participated in. I mean, in and of that it was like a scheduled time where they were like, all right, you're going to start smoking at like 3 in the afternoon. We are coming at 5.15 and we are going to like evaluate you and you can smoke as much of that sample as you can in that period of time. And then we're going to evaluate how much of it you smoke and like how much of it is left and we know how much you started with and all of that. And so that, you know, was a little bit more rigor than like just, hey, get on that looper van and smoke as much of your own weed that you brought as you can. Right, that's lame. Still was... No, I it's like, better. I like participating in that study. Let me tell you, it was fun. But, well, yeah, uh, you got to smoke your own weed, which is good in one way, but it's also like if you're going to do the test, they have to have some idea of what the fucking they're, you know, they can't just 
well, one guy smoking. Because you're also used to your own I weed. I could drive you. a car and do whatever the fuck backwards if you're, you know, eyes closed backwards driving two cars or something. Like, no problem, dude. Fucking just put my hands in each wheel. But the minute you smoke someone else's weed, it could be shitty weed, but you might get really thrown off your game, you know, and be all, oh, damn, fucking weird. It's like, why that weed got me so high? It tasted terrible, you know, and it's like, it can happen. So I would, I would do that. I mean, You'll, you'll recall when I was talking about that when I was on the show, whatever that was, like a month ago, I said that I traded weed with the girl I was sitting in there with Sarah because I wanted to exactly that. I was like, let's let's trade up terpene profiles and see yeah. if that helps for science. For science, motherfucker. Just for science, of course. Anything for science. Mm-hmm. I would. I mean, that's the kind of girl I am. Um, so basically, going back to this thing, for the flower users... Um, she showed that they had about 100 to 105 nanograms, blood, whole blood um, cannabinoids, THC. Mm-hmm. And for dabbers, it was about 225, but these people were not showing significant impairment. And so when we got to ask questions, my first question was like, well, okay, so, you know, your your like arc and your your graphs are like, real even like did you have any people that spiked like way outside of that you know 100 or 225 you know like in in that corridor or way lower and she said well we did have one guy who was smoking flowers who spiked up at like over a thousand nanograms and one guy who was a dapper who was at like 920 nanograms and that those two people, for whatever reason, their their metabolism caused their blood nanograms to spike, but she was unable to verify that they showed any different intoxication profile than any other test subject. Just that their blood, that, that, that when the blood results came back, they were like, whoa, look at these two dudes. Yeah, I mean, that's what we all kind of know, too. It's like, it just means they smoke a lot all the time, and it's just there. You know what I mean? It's not even... Doesn't doesn't even matter if you just smoked well, or not. Actually, actually, I would I would speculate, and I'm I'm wanting to correspond with the woman from the study about this, and so that's why I just got the copy of the report so I could get her email. Um, was to basically say that if somebody is not dumping those excess cannabinoids that like if, if there's a baseline that most people are at and it's like mm-hmm. 100 or 225 or whatever it might be um but it's a basic point where your body is going to just start dumping whatever cannabinoids it can't process and use like out in your piss because I mean, that that does happen and um it'll just dump it out you know it'll it'll just process it out through your kidneys and your liver just like it would with alcohol right and my speculation and what I wanted to ask her back was like, well, did you do a blood screen on that person to see if they had like a liver toxicity uh-huh. or like diabetes or like fatty liver disease? Because my first guess is if somebody was having a super huge spiking, is that I would start to look at that person for, for actual health concerns because of my years of working with patients. Like I, the first thing I heard when I heard that was like, oh, well, you got two really sick people in your study who have some really serious, like, diet and health issues and are not able to process and metabolize right. their, whatever they're consuming. And so their, their, their blood is going to spike without, I, I would assume those same two people would spike their blood with alcohol or anything else, that they wouldn't be able to met- metabolize it. Right. 
And I'm, What's I mean, going I'm not a doctor or a scientist. I just made that up. But that's what I think, and that's my theory. So, you know, you called me. I get to say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> well, it, and it's funny that they even respond like they were thinking they might jump in there and, uh, you know, tell those people <laughs> or tell those guys, like, hey, by the way, you may want to go check yourself out. Or they just said, fuck it. No, no, she said that they had done, like, a whole blood screening on them and that, you know, she, I mean, she kind of, like, didn't answer that. But, like, we, we, I asked her some other questions about these outlier people, and then I wanted to send her an email following up and be like, did you check their liver levels? Like, what's up with that? Because, like, that to me tells me somebody's not metabolizing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what I would expect when I'm working with, like, a patient in hospice when their organs are shutting down. <laughs> you know, and these were all like people who were on the college campus and were healthy people mm. between like twenty. They were all between twenty-one and thirty-five years old. Right. They just don't know what's coming around the corner. So, that's all. They're healthy now. Healthy on the outside, <laughs> not on the inside. So who knows? This is basically somebody who's got a legacy of deep-fried Twinkies and Pop Tarts, is my guess. But mm-hmm. um, well, like campus. Now you you're, know, you're talking campus. Uh, the standard yeah, right there. Like, That's dinner. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's in Boulder. They should be able to get, like, fucking tofu stir-fry and shit. You would think. You would think. So, uh, <clears throat> so okay, so I got... So that was that. <clears throat> Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Carry on. No, I was just going to say, I have uh, Blake Wild in the, in the house. Hello. And I got a thing in my throat. Oh, <clears throat> need some need some water. Well, someone has arrived there in the studio. Arrived live, yeah. So uh, your services are no longer needed. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, 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 hey, man. Feel so I used. I like that fat chick you can take to the prom when your date ditches you at the McDonald's on the way to the fucking band. <laughs> That's it. Fucking, you know, you make, you make me feel very special, all you married <laughs> men out there. No, um, it's cool. It's cool. But um, you're, you can feel free to hang in and talk if you want. I just want to. Give my friend some time here. I'm, since he's I'm excited very, somebody has arrived. At the very least, I can do another bong hit. That'll improve my level of surliness. There you go. <laughs> and then you can jump, stay in and jump on anytime you want. Um, so, but what, to wrap it up, so January 1st, give me just in simple layman's terms, what's the reality? So there's 12 plants total, what's six coming? in flower, six not in flower. What is, what's going on? Okay, st- so what's coming on January 1st is technically for each adult in the house, you could have three plants in flower and three plants in, like, a smaller vegetative state. That's stupid. That's and the smaller part. unlimited is four-inch by four-inch clones. But, Which like, one something, I mean, like, it's hardly viable but before it's four inches it's by not four even, inches. Take, take them bigger than four inches. So it's like, what are you talking about? Sometimes, you know, it's like you're just like taking a huge clone sometimes. Why not? I concur. Yeah, the bigger, the bigger, the better. I mean, uh, mean, not always, but I've I've done it. I mean, and not only that, just like, isn't it eight inches in the industry? So why is it different in the industry than it is on home grow? It's like we grow differently. We actually grow bigger plants because we have less of them. It kind of makes the opposite sense. You know what I mean? If you're going to be on a industrial size, you could probably get away with four by four and just be like, fuck it, whatever, you know, but they don't have to worry anyway. And then where we are worrying about our well, they, fourth plant or whatever. They thought of whether... So this was part of the MED rulemaking. Why the MED is making rules about home grows clones yeah. is bullshit. That's part of 1220. It gave MED authority to make rules over home grows. 
which it should never, ever have. There's no revenue, which means the Department of Revenue's Enforcement Division should not be party to any rules that pertain to what we do in our homes and how we take clones for whatever purposes. I mean, this, this whole bill should be fought in court, but, you know, like, God damn, wrangle, bangle, ah, you know, that. Anyway, um, we're wrapping that part up. Someone new has arrived, you know, good hmm. times. Hmm. Um, so basically, in January, um, you can have three plants in flower and three plants in veg for each adult, meaning six plants in, so 12 plants total, six in flower, six in veg, and then you can have your four-by-fours and keep killing them because yeah. none of them are going to come to fruition in time to put them into that veg. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. that's going to be a very tenuous situation to keep that little tightrope walk dancing it's and have stupid. enough plants alive. Have, you know, have, have your three plants alive, take clones from them and have enough to be able to keep put three plants in there and replace it and... Yeah. It, 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 it's, a, it's a lot of extra song and dance when you can only have 125 square feet, you know, or whatever the fucking bullshit rule is going to be next week or next month. So um, you, you'll be able to do that. But basically, you know, that's not really the bullshit. The bullshit is that any suspicion that maybe you have a 13th plant is now grounds to violate your Fourth Amendment right to quiet and peaceful enjoyment of your private property. You know, and people always think, I always just take smoking weed, which is so fucking kick-ass and radical, back to something so goddamn boring, talking about, like, property rights and political policy and municipal codes. But this is why we keep getting fucked. Mm -hmm. Because we're all, like, doing a dab and being at some goddamn naughty nurse celebration when what we need to do is take to the streets with pitchforks and torches and be like, you lied. You lied to us again, and you're sending our fucking brothers and sisters to jail because of a plant, and that was what we voted not to fucking do. And this is bullshit, but, you know, people think I'm crazy. So what is going to happen on January 1st is that they are going to be able to come in and knock on your door and say, well, you know, we smoked some cannabis. And you'll be like, yeah, totally legal. Got my 12 plants. And they'll be like, well, we need to come in and count them. And it will not require a warrant. And it will be able to be, the police will be able to come. So basically it now means that every single person in the state of Colorado who never ever had cannabis in the first place has lost their property rights because the suspicion that you might have legal plants that you're allowed to have in your house is now grounds for the police to enter your house without a warrant. Mm -hmm. This is what's super, super fucked up for everybody. I don't care if you smoke weed or not. That is super fucked up for everybody. So... You know, this is what gets me fucking going. I also enjoy smoking some fucking weed, which helps keep me from murdering people about how much losing my private property rights gets me fucking going. And basically, you know, this whole thing is just a sham. It's, it's about civil asset forfeiture. It's about getting into people's houses and taking whatever we want from them. And if we sit here and we fucking, you know, we get these people and they're, you know, they're kind of like these kind of right-wing people. Some of them are in our community, but a lot of them are not. You know, a lot of them are conservative. Some of them are pretty religious. Um, these people believe that, you know, possibly the government wants to come and take our guns. Mm -hmm. But they're gung-ho about taking our marijuana away, which means the government now has the, like, what have I said on your show at least three or four times? that in Park County, when they come in and they do an investigation on your grow, they take property for an investigation, and it's usually laptops, 
cash, guns, and small portable things like jewelry and things like that that are easily basically pawned. And they take people's handguns and they take people's shooting and rifles and stuff. And then these people are cowed and afraid to report like, hey, what happened with my marijuana investigation? And so they take their private property mm-hmm. in asset forfeiture during an investigation, but they never charge a criminal charge and they never return the property. And the number one thing in property that they take is guns. So the government, which is law enforcement, is using marijuana laws that these conservative fucking anti-fucking government gun nuts are fucking very much in favor of to come in your house and take your fucking guns. Which I find sort of fucking ironic. Right. Yeah, but, uh, because it is exactly what is fucking happening here. Mm-hmm. And they, t- they take it under the premise of, well, you had 13 plants or you had, you know, you had... 500 square feet, so we're going to take your handgun and $1,400 cash in a community that only has one bank, and, like, you might live an hour from that one bank in the entire county. So, like, having some cash in the house is not seemed at all suspicious to me, but basically they're going to come into your house and take whatever cash and valuables that they can grab that don't, they don't take soil, they don't take lights, and they don't take fans. Mm -hmm. They take guns and cash and jewelry and laptops and they don't take power desk computers so you know they take what's convenient to them and it's, right. it's interesting but it's a, it's a definite pattern of well it's what sessions is pushing for it's what sessions is pushing for now too i think he really wants he'd love they, they that's like the the one extension of the the police which is like the it ca- it's literally causes corruption. You look at it, you're like, okay, so you're giving them the option to just go shopping in people's places that aren't even charged yet. You know, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. And yeah, it's it's, it's disgusting. Well, yeah, I'm sure. sure you saw the the news story of the uh, Louisiana sheriff who said that he wanted to keep people who were good criminals who were in just on nonviolent drug charges in jail longer, so they could keep working in his for-profit prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's modern slavery. What? It's modern slavery. I mean, we already, you know, you can see it with yeah. the judicial system, how the American system works, and it's like it's the same with the forest with the fires in California. They're paying the they're paying people a dollar a day or whatever, or something. A dollar. It was like, a, like what? You know, like yeah. a dollar an hour. I think they were actually making. So if they worked a good sixteen hour day, they're making sixteen whole dollars. But it was like and they had ten ten thousand of them. You know, and, and, and I'm sure they had terrible. Well, they had lady prisoners working for a dollar an hour, and you know, at the end of that day, at that sixteen hour day, mm-hmm. you know what you're going to get? Snickers and a box of tampons. Fuck yeah! Right. And like that, that, that's really about what you might get out of that fucking day of hard work. And you can imagine that they're not giving them good uh, respirators to work with and stuff, so I'm sure they've just got nothing here. You tie this T-shirt around yourself. No, this, this and... is, we call it modern-day slavery. I call it fucking eugenics. These people put them in prison to, to work them until they die. If you get too old, they're just going to fucking kill you. And that's, you know... That's my opinion of that. I know. I, 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 but I was giving you good news. There, there was exciting news about blood nanogram levels being at 100 instead of 5. Well, that's something. You know? That's something, I guess. Yeah. A little you more, know? A little I more mean, like, in my opinion, it's legal grounds to fight any kind of uh, cannabis DUI that anyone may have received over the last several years. Right. In my opinion. 
Not that there should be really any um, any nanogram yeah. thing going on, but you know that's one of those. That, the whole driving issue is literally uh-huh. like how it all started for me, like in, in Holland, where you know I'd been living there for about twenty years at the time, and I was driving around. I got pulled over, and then I got treated like a real criminal, and I was just kind of like, well, "Wait, what's going on here?" And like they say, "Oh, you were smoking cannabis. We have to draw blood." I, I said no, and it all just kind of you know went from there, and that's what made my decision to move back to America because we were still at that phase where we hadn't even thought about that yet. You know what I mean? That wasn't even an issue yet. And now all of a sudden, seven years later, it's, it's much front Here and center. It's front and center, you know what I mean? So it's like, Who hmm, shows up? where's the next place they haven't quite figured it out yet? Because <laughs> there's not that many left. I, I, you know, and I mean, everyone's like, yeah, let's move somewhere. I'm like, you yeah, know, but where are we going to go? That's got like a, I want to ski. I don't want to live on an island. I don't like to get sand in my ass crack. I like to visit that ship for like a week, but then I get over it. Right. Well, I know it's tough. It is yeah. like Colorado definitely uh, is losing a lot of its people just because, and they're going to lose more after January when people realize it's just not functional. Like it doesn't function. Oh, it's going to take six months of people just getting brutalized for mm-hmm. people to just start fleeing. Yeah. Property values will drop. That's the good news. But, you know, there's, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff coming down the pipeline legislatively that's going to make Colorado really scary. Um, I think for the medical patient community specifically, which is that they are going to have these, there's going to be these six opioid bills that are going to crack down on doctors that are going to basically take practicing medicine out of a doctor's hands and say that a doctor can only give like a, a, a four-day supply and then follow up with a seven-day half-dose supply. And then after that, if you ask for another seven-day supply of opioids, for any kind of medical reason, for any kind of prescription, you go down to a registry. So people who are, like, on fentanyl patches and, like, long-term maintenance are just fucked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's going to be a really serious issue because they're basically making it to where these people are going to be um, told that they have to cut their opioids down and cut their usage down. And that's fine for people who are abusing them, but it's a serious problem for people who are dependent upon them for everyday you know, spinal cord injuries, um, cancer survivors, people that are definitely not abusing them and that are using them for everyday issues. And so I think that there's going to be, I think there's going to be a real upswing in street heroin abuse coming in 2018 and 19 in Colorado. I think there's going to be a real upswing in suffering for people who have pain um, issues, and I think there's going to be a possible um, real issues like consequences for doctors who are doing pill mills and stuff. Which I actually have no problem with the last of those three things, but I do con- I do have worries and concerns for the patient community. Um, even though I would personally vow to help every personal every patient you know out there who's on opioids transition to cannabis for relief if if they can find that relief, and I would do anything in my personal power to help somebody do so. I still think it just sucks to fucking cut people off after you've made them your monkey, you know. So I'm I'm not super thrilled about that. And, uh, you know, I think there's going to be some kind of serious action about clubs for uh, social use coming in 2018. In, so, like, you know, in like a positive way you're talking about now, finally? Finally a positive? Or not? No. No. No, not really. Not so positive. Um, no, I, I, I think that there will be some sort of grab by industry to try to make it their baby and exclude any other newcomers or new ideas or cannabis grown at home or 
anything like that. Um, so there still won't be a place for like gardeners and breeders and growers to come together and just be like, Hey, check mm-hmm. out, you know, I did a four week cure on this and it's this crossbreed that I did at my house and I want to just show you guys this. And, you know, like to me that sucks because that's all I really ever wanted was to hang out with other cool people who were doing their own thing and talk about what we were doing so you and think, it. So you think it's going to become like uh, connected to only to shops and they're going to have their own little way of doing it and et cetera, et cetera. Or, I mean, because it kind of always comes down to... I, I think that those people spent a lot of this summer toadying up on some issues. And I went to that special interim le- legislative session mm-hmm. um, about... Uh, I went to that interim legislative session about the marijuana taxes where they got that shut down, which is actually good. Like They said that basically we have the same taxpayer rights as any other tax portion of the economy. So that was good. But... Um, in that meeting, there were a lot of cannabis lobbyists there just, like, slavishing a lot of money talk, and people were out in the hallways. The meeting that I, the hearing part that I sat in for that tax bill, um, for that special session, that that hearing, like, started, like, 20 minutes late because so many members of the panel, which was only, like, 12 people on the panel, were out in the hall getting their cold reached by lobbyists from the cannabis industry. Hmm. So... And I believe that because they got most of what they wanted in rulemaking and 1220 kills most of their competition from home growers or basically forces people into their market, um, the next thing they want is clubs. And then they want a lot of child-proofing laws and other things repealed so that they can do kind of more of whatever they want and have more money and more profitability. And basically they want to remove the laws that they imposed on the mom and pops three years ago to kill off their smaller game and competition. Mm-hmm. And have more money for themselves and hurrah for the industry. So, you know, that that's kind of what I expect coming for, like, bills about cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that's sort of been interesting, I think I talked a little bit about how I was talking to Jonathan Singer, the representative from Longmont, about the registry and the problems of the online registry. And he had said that he was going to be having some sort of meeting with the governor's office with him and Steve Lebsock, which would basically be two or more elected officials needing to discuss private policy, so that would actually, like, public policy and private, which would violate sunshine law. <sighs> but they did not have that meeting, and so they basically have been, like, putting on some dog and pony show where he said, oh, we're going to talk about it at this meeting, we're going to talk about it at this meeting. So now, allegedly, there's going to be a meeting on, like, November 8th, where this may get discussed before the new year about the unconstitutionality of excluding low-income, um, rural, and elderly people from the marijuana patient registry because they can't use the Internet. And so blah, blah, blah. This has become a big issue because, I mean, obviously nobody who's out there listening to your show can't access the Internet, so they probably don't care about the fact that there are a lot of people who could learn a lot from your show if they could even get the Internet where they lived or could afford to get it right. or anything like that. So. You know, there are people who use medical cannabis who cannot afford to have a smartphone, and, you know, they have to make that decision, and God bless them, but we should not exclude them from being able to access the medical cannabis registry just because they don't have a laptop and a smartphone. Well, plus it's a shitty fucking thing anyway. I actually went to... It's funny because I tried to do it on my Mac and it wouldn't work for some reason. It was like, oh, yeah, it doesn't work on a Mac. I'm like, what? I hate when people say shit like that. I'm always like, who who came up with this idea, right? Then I right, go, what kind of state agency decided, let's exclude 
you know, 30% of the potential consumers. Even more, even more, because most people just try to do it on their phone, too, and then that's a huge number. But anyway, so then I go down to the place and do it there, and even there, sitting with the guy, I even had trouble. I was like, Sav's like the last guy in there. I was like, why am I having so much trouble with this fucking site? It was like slow, and it was jitter. It was really buggy and weird. Kept putting me back to the beginning of the page where I'd be like, Pretty sure I filled this in like six times now already. Like once again, and then here you you fill you fill it in. You know? That thing is like so fished out and like yeah. oh my god, it's like, it's like it's it's bad buggy bullshit. Yeah. But you know I can't fight it on that, so I'm trying to fight it on the I I can't fight it on the flaws and the fact that it says the flaws are allowed and that you have no choice but to use it in flaws at all. You need, you need to have somebody hack it and crash it and just destroy it. Like, oh, look, it's a big heaping It already has of... happened twice. Mm-hmm. It happened in May. For fuck's sake. A paw. But, yeah, I mean, this is exactly what I'm talking about. So that allegedly may or may not move forward. Um, I don't know. But that's, that's what I'm going to be personally working on is trying to fix that so that there's no... Uh, I'm going to try to go back. I, I I want to go back to the purple, the purple laminated fucking card in your wallet. There you go. Back to the old school. It, yeah. I, 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 you know, sometimes you got to go back to move forward. And uh, I am allegedly going to work see you, on... See you on the lot. Help. I guess I'll see you on the lot then, right? That's what it sounds like. See you on the lot. <laughs> I went to the Grateful Dead night at the Avs game last night. That was pretty fucking badass. Nice. Yes, but cheesecakes but, but, in hand but, or what? I, I did not sell cheesecakes. At no, the I didn't have to sell them. Yet. Just bring them there. Get everybody hammered. Oh. Come on, come on. We did. We did enjoy some lovely edibles. It was. It was a nice evening, and there were tacos. You know, good time was had. Um, you know, that, that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Well, I just work here. Sounds good. <clears throat> so I'm gonna wrap well, it up with you, and you can do some av- do some ads, pay some bills, and then uh, talk to my friend here for like a while. Excellent. All right, I'm gonna scuttle away because my phone is scuttle dying. Scuttle away. And I, I'm gonna do some stuff, and yeah. then I'm gonna do some other stuff. All right, we'll do some. But I have enjoyed ranting. I think I think I've effectively eaten up a portion of your day. Oh, you did good. You're great. And job. Uh, been treated like that chick who's only there, you know, when you need me. Hey. Fucking. But when we're together, it's so good when we're together, right? <laughs> you know, hey, I'm, trust me, I'm, trust me. I'm the weed world fat side chick. Fuck yeah. you all, bitches. Yeah. All right, take you care. Know? And I'm not even fat. I'm kind of fucking hot for a fat side bitch, man. That's completely unfair. All right, I'll get my moped. Meet say. me on my moped on the back. I'll see you. Yeah. All right, yeah. see you later. <laughs> I resent the resemble this fucking statement. Uh, all right. All right. Well, me too. Have fun. Me, gonna, hashtag me too. Person. Hashtag me too. All right. Um, oh, I, I saw Rob Corey on Monday at the uh, trial of Ron and uh, Mark. So, of course, you know, like 10 minutes with Rob Corey was another me too for me. I bet. I bet. It's awesome. Take awesome. Care. Well, another, another lovely um, Friday afternoon of debauchery and diatribe. Yeah, no, it's a good one. And, we'll uh, talk soon. Get you in the studio again. You know, I, I look forward to it. I'll, I'll try to wear something holy and be draggled and hit you up for fucking new clothes and be all like, Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you will. I'm awake. <laughs> you know? Bring it, bring it. Awesome. Take care. 
I'll, I'll practice my waist look between now and then. Sounds good. All right, talk to you soon, Jessica. Later. Peace. All right, let's do these quick ads because we've got to do those things. That's how you pay the bills around here. We're going to do a reversal. We're going to start with Mr. Ron Wallace with the Wallace Original Wonder with his incredible pumpkins. This guy grows world record pumpkins like they're nothing. Ding! He just does nothing. Just flings a bean and it's all over. No, he does an incredible amount of work. The guy is like a... You can just tell. Look at the guy. He's a fucking workhorse. He's like 10-pound 10 10 pound tomatoes, fucking 2,000-pound pumpkins. The most packed everything. But he's all about the rhizosphere. He's all about your root zone. So he's got awesome uh, products for mycorrhizal products. If you're into, if you know extreme gardening, remember to this month, this week, uh, on the back of their Mycos packaging, which almost everybody who's a grower has seen, is a big giant pumpkin, and this guy's sitting right behind it. So he's been like dabbling in the weed world as far as like trying to get his product on on the line. Now he's actually growing some product. Uh, I think I got him a. Get him an article in High Times with Danny Danko soon. So let's see how that rolls out. Because, uh, like I said, this guy's an awesome grower, and we can learn stuff from him. And now he's learning stuff from us as weed growers. Uh, so shout out to uh, Cam also for introducing me to Ron in the beginning. And Cam's a competitive pumpkin grower in Connecticut, so yes. it's, you know they take their shit serious as seriously as this guy takes trying to kill himself. So it's like certain you know everyone has their own thing they take seriously and. This guy's the shit. Um, you can go to, uh, what is it now? WallaceWow.com. WallaceWow.com. And uh, check out the website. Tell him you came from the Adam Dunn Show. I'm sure he'll, he's, he's the kind of guy with hand-packing everything, too. You know that. So when you're getting something, you order it from him, you're getting it from him. So I'm pretty sure if he's Adam Dunn Show, he's going to be like, oh, wow, boom. Throw in some, something, maybe. If not, just to pick the best one. He's got pumpkins. He's the guy, if you want seeds. Since we're all, you know, if you want to grow something like this, since you can't grow weed anymore, might as well just grow competitive pumpkins. I want to grow them indoors. I want to do competitive pumpkins indoors in my barn there. See, I'm looking. Boop. Um, all right. Next we got Grow Life. Uh, our guys are on the show a couple weeks ago. Matt uh, explained to us how the company works. It's pretty much, uh, you know, if you're running a business right now and you're looking at your how much product you're taking in and to grow your to grow your crops. You can maybe just give these guys your list of what you're looking for. They can do competitive side by side, get it directly from the from the distributors to you via them, of course, but in the sense of they're just taking a small piece and grouping it all and getting everybody a better price. So take a look. Like I said, if you're you know, if you're listening to the show and you're in working in an industry and you have any kind of uh, input, give it a shot. Go to growlifeeco.com and uh, tell them you came from that show also, and you're looking for a quote. You know, here's what I use. I spend fucking six grand a month. Boom, now you're spending four grand a month. Maybe even less, because you're like, Adam Dunn Show, three grand a month. There you go, I just made a grand. So check it out. Um, you can also go to New Millennium uh, if, you wanna, if you know what you want and you want some real easy access in nutrients that are uh, 100% for growers as far as uh, the way that you use them. They're, it's all based on season, so it's super nice and convenient. And they've got a couple new products out now. They've got the new Naria, which is the... Uh, the Carbonaria. Uh, Carbonaria, which is their carbo load kind of stuff, but it's also got a lot of aminos in it. It's really, really good. Um, they also uh, got a brand-new website, so if you want to check it out, you can go to their um, their 
nutrient calculator, figure out what you need for your garden, not waste any time buying all the wrong stuff, the wrong sizes. Um, they also work with some great products like um, uh, Budswell, which is one of my standards, and that was one of the reasons I love their stuff. I was like, oh, this is on your, and that's on their pro sort of formula, but you can use their their full line independently, and it's, like I said, about three years, two and a half, three years now I've been using it. Love it. And uh, they'll be on the show too soon with some of those new products to giveaways. NewMillenniumNutrients.com. Check them out. And, of course, Incredibles. I stopped by and saw Dark the other day, so it was incredible, dude. It was incredible. <laughs> it was incredible to stop by and just see what's going on. But they have, uh, you know, surpassed everybody in this town when it comes to quality edibles and concentrates and uh, extraction machines. So one-stop shop in that way. They have all sorts of flavors. Uh Seasonal ones right now, pumpkin. Haven't tried that ginger peach. That sounds pretty dope. Yeah, it does. And uh, they're also going national. They're everywhere. You've got them in uh, Vegas. Well, they're in Nevada, California, Massachusetts, I believe. Is that on the list yet or no? Did uh, you? I saw a little list pop up at one point. But little list. Little list. It's right here. There it is. Uh, no message. Since 2010 in Colorado, oh, Michigan. California. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming soon in Michigan. And Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe a little delay on that one. Um, but again, if you need an extractor, you can go to the Incredible Extractor from them. And it is uh, exactly how it's described. Incredible. Um, they also have uh, great in house strains that they do. So if you're at a shop and you see their black label, uh, product then pick that up knowing that it is coming directly from the incredible garden and uh yeah check out iloveincredibles.com if you want to see the site and it's also brand new everyone's got new sites everyone's freshened up they freshened up uh, and uh next on our list we got build a soil build a soil this is the time of year when build a soil is loving life because it's kind of quiet it's a little bit chill maybe i don't know probably not because those guys are just going off but springtime these guys are cranking it out. Um, they'll make some hand, handmade runs for you. One bag, two bags, 30,000 bags. What do you need? What you need. They got you covered. Um, also, for their IPM, their integrated pest management, uh, they have all sorts of hard-to-find products. Also, pretty you know knowledgeable staff. You call them up. Anybody you talk to is going to know what you're talking about, what you need. And uh, if you manage to get Jeremy on the phone, then you know you got to wealth of knowledge you can go back to a lot of shows on ours episodes of him doing organics breaking it down um also you know he he's uh really good if you have any kind of issues in your garden and he can help you diagnose it we've watched him help uh you know people who have you know literally like bought product off of him and had to you know had problems with it because when you're working with organic materials sometimes you get weird batches and you know they walked each other through it and managed to pull it all together and make it even better the next time. So that's the kind of service you want. You want guys who are going to ready to jump in there and if, even if they have a fuck, they, they fucked up. Oh my God, we fucked up. We gave you the, uh, let's help you figure it out. That's what I love. Um, you can go to buildasoil.com uh, and you can also go to 855-877-SOIL. Call, call them like like the old days. Like, whoa, somebody's on the phone. It's not a person. Man, you got to reach build a soil. No, no, it's usually, usually people. They probably have an answering machine, but I'm sure there is normally people picking up the phone there. Um, you can uh, also guarantee you're going to get good service if you go to 
Seeds here now dot com. Seeds here now dot com. Seeds here now. Seeds here now. Seeds here now. When do you need them? Now. What do you need? Seeds. It's all in the name. Right. It's right there. You know what you need. Uh, you can check out all their monthly specials. We didn't do the 420 today because I think because we started late and he was probably on. Didn't know what day it was. So that, that, that that's usually an indicator. That's what it sounded like yeah. It did sound like that. Um, but you can also uh, so you can check out all their monthly specials. I'm sure we can scroll through it. But why not just check out the site and look for yourself, man? It's, it's not that hard. Help them get us some traffic over there. But you can also guarantee that they've got the best in uh, U.S. breeders. They have uh, there is some specials right there. You can you can read the specials because there's no way I'm gonna read from here. All right, let's see. Uh, we got the 888 sale. All Crockett Ethos Bog Microtech Absolute uh, 888. Let's see. We got the Apollo 13 Haze Special. Buy one pack of the new strain Apollo 13 Haze. Get two packs of Brothers Grimm free. And then the 3888 sale. All five packs from Home. Grown Natural Wonders, THC's, Musco, and La Plata Labs. Oh, shit. Yeah. So actually, speaking of which, um, next week we're going to all be, uh, there's going to be a bunch of people in town. We're going to have Sonny, Chiba, uh, let's see, TSK will be here, uh, too. And we have Odie's going to be in town. We have Dr. Hope Jones from C4. Um, she's a former NASA astronaut, or sorry, astronaut scientist. <laughs> I'm just making up shit now. <laughs> former NASA scientist uh, that's worked on TC with them. She's now works for C4. Okay, so then also we're gonna have uh, Adam Jacques in, in the house. We're gonna have fucking Odie in the house. Two in the house. It's gonna be busy as fuck. It's gonna be at my house probably too. So, well, who knows? Might be here. Might be there. We'll see. Um, Busy ass show. What else did that it? That was it. That's it. Amazing. All right. Well, pay the bills. Now we got Mr. Wild in the house. Ting, ting 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 ding. Welcome back. Where you been? Everywhere? I've been everywhere. Get close to the mic. Tell I, us I've been you. everywhere. I've been traveling quite a bit. I am. This guy. Okay, so obviously whenever people because I was saying earlier, I was like, everyone's like gonna want to know who the fuck what breeder is named like Wild. I never heard of this guy. Because everyone thinks the breeders on here usually, but I like the fact that um, what I said when I started the show was that uh, the thing about cannabis is that they're people like, "Who are you gonna have on the show?" And it's like, "Fuck, you can have anybody on the show, really. If they like weed, they come on the show, and we can talk about everything, and then just somehow, you know, slip weed in there a little bit, keep the weed people kind of happy, but they get really bored if we're not talking about weed the whole time. It's like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about <laughs> fucking what? This is not making any sense." But it's good because, you know, you got to vary it up. And, and now this is something that's funny. Is the other day, me and Cece were like, how the fuck did we meet Blake Wilde? And I was like, oh, we met him from, uh, did we meet him from Clive Alive? No, I don't know. Did we meet him from, I don't know. Then we just all gave up on it. So how did we meet you officially? Because now we, that's how long it's been. Oh, uh, that, was, that was back in the day with um, A.G. Ferreira and, uh, oh, and John Hunt. That's, so, so it was Hunt. Guys. It was yeah. Hunt. Okay, so because that's what we said. We said, she said, it wasn't Hunt, because I think we introduced him to Hunt. But then I'm like, I don't know. Was it? Did we yeah, it was kind of like in that circular thing. three-way so, circle. Of I got you. So Adrian and you yeah. were friends. Which I actually was just hanging out with A.G. like three days ago. Did you? Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. And where's, where's he He now? moved out to Wisconsin. He actually uh, ended up marrying That does best. not sound yeah. good <laughs> when you say it's it. It's cold as shit. Is it? Yeah. yeah. But we just planted actually 20 trees, 22 trees. So Real trees. Though. Yeah, like real trees. Yeah. Like the big 
big, big See, ones. nobody cares. Everyone's like, nobody cares. <laughs> we're losing <laughs> people trees. left and right. They're like, trees? Oh, wrong trees. <laughs> well, the fun, the fun thing is, actually, I, the, the whole reason why we were doing that is actually the last five years I kind of took off of base jumping, and uh, I started a, a arborist company in Hawaii. Oh. So, so you're not doing crazy <laughs> shit. You're no, doing crazy I'm, shit. I'm getting back to crazy shit uh, now. I actually just started again. I, yeah, Couldn't I kind of got to the mental breakdown stage of business. Well, you're ownership. up in trees all the time, so that's cool. I'm not. I'm I'm glorified office bitch. Oh, so. this is not the Blake Wild that I know. The Blake Wild I know is like, oh, so what mountain did you jump off yesterday? And he's like, yeah, ah, I was doing desk work. Well, that's that's coming back now. So because it did get to that point, and so then I finally I finally had a breakdown and I went to Moab and I jumped off of uh, Tombstone. Uh, about a month ago, and it was the first time in like four and a half years I jumped off a cliff, and uh-huh. like instantly, the moment the moment I fell off, it was just instantly back, and I was like, "What the fuck am I even doing to myself?" Right. Well, that's so. it's weird because I had a um, I had a friend who was like this is back in '87 or something like that, and he was a bartender in Florida, and a friend of mine, and like uh, he was a crazy guy because he was like he was the I think he's gone over Niagara Falls more than anybody else. Nice. Like a barrel. He's done it like four, three or four times now, I think. And, <laughs> and he did it once. Once. First, well, he got arrested, of course, because they always arrest you. But, but if you go there, he, they have his barrel. Yeah. In the there. one on display. Yeah. And he's, That's like awesome. a, it's his mold of him coming out of it or whatever. You yeah. Know what I mean? so, but he was still a bartender when I met him, and he didn't like, didn't like make him any money, obviously. And then, he de- then he decided at one point after, you know, when I kind of, we, we were, like I had moved out of the country at the time, but I heard that he'd done a tandem. He's the first guy to go tandem barrel. Tandem, tandem barrel? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so he went with some girl, convinced <laughs> a girl to go in a barrel and go off the fucking Niagara Falls. That'd be a hell of a fuck, And I was already like, we were talking about this last week or something on the show for a second because I was just like, how claustrophobic is that? And is it good or is it bad to have somebody with you? Like, it's kind of cool, but it's also like, if it goes wrong... Yeah, I just feel like you'd slam into each other. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, if you're, you know, to have a girl go over with you a little better than being by yourself, like, fuck, I'm trapped forever. And like, well, we're trapped forever. At least, you know, it's like something, right? But but it is a kind of crazy, uh, I mean, I'm, and this guy was like, but he didn't know what he told me though is when he started, he did the pendulum swing things off of bridges, yeah. right? So he would go and put it over here and then bring it over to here yep. and then jump off that side and do the big giant swing. And he was doing that in Florida a couple yeah. times. And he had got a, then he was on David Letterman. Because he was one of those first famous guys. Not famous, obviously, enough that I can't even remember his infamous, fucking name. He's so infamous at that He's point. definitely infamous. <laughs> but he, took, he was wearing Dave's jacket, a David Letterman jacket on, yeah. and he jumped off the bridge. It was pretty awesome. I was like, damn, that's, that's pretty sick. Um, but yet, I mean, obviously it's in your blood. Did you... Uh, I, have to, I have to do it. Did you... Would have any side projects going on though when you were doing it? Like, I mean, you can't just go cold turkey, right? You have to do, I, I just mean, went cold motorcycle turkey, riding or no, something. Or? I legit went cold turkey. This is where I, like, I was working like seven days a week mm. from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed. It was and you're doing was office bad. work the whole time. Yeah, well, so I was weird. building. I was I built thirteen companies. Oh well, that's something. At least, so, and so you weren't just doing someone else's. No, no, no. Right? I wasn't anything actually, like that. Like I was, I was fully committed to the idea of building something up, and I figured I was going to be miserable, so I might as well move to Hawaii. Thirteen companies. What's the point of that? I, that was more for like uh, kind of. <laughs> Of kind of uh, tax positioning and stuff on a lot of it, but mm. it was uh, corporate structuring and setting up for huh. my equipment because it's it, it, in the arborist world uh-huh. we have the highest uh, workman's comp in, in the whole. I world. would think so. It's yeah, absurd. I would, I would think. So, so, what areas was the what areas were these guys working out of? Uh, out in Hawaii. Okay. So we were doing uh, all in Maui County, but we actually uh, we, we really specialized in 
like huge tree removal. So like 180 foot eucalyptus, wow. uh, some, some pretty gnarly stuff. Removal so, and killing or removal and moving them? Removal and killing. Like these are like dead standing oh, okay. trees and right. stuff because eucalyptus are uh, an invasive species out there that's hmm. incredibly efficient grower and uh, they shed quite a bit. So it's, it's kind of just one of those things where we clean up, keep things healthy. Uh, we were doing a lot of uh, actual restoration projects. On so you're Hawaii. in Hawaii. Are you based in Hawaii now? Or no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, and I kind of still bounce around. But, I got you. All right. Well, so um, it's not so bad. You're in an office in Hawaii. Yeah, Like, exactly. it's gotten better already. Exactly. It's like, exactly. it's like you went from Wisconsin. <laughs> that When you said, like, Wisconsin and office work at the same time, oh, I was kind of like, no, that's, that's the vision I had in my head. Was like, but if you're in Hawaii, at least you got that. So you've been surfing or something a lot? I do a lot of free diving. I figured, okay, yeah. I figured there's something. Yeah. Whether it's, it, it may not the be. The free diving is the only one that I have, then, and it, it kind of keeps me sane. But it's, I got uh, you. It's kind of like flying a wingsuit. It's just a lot slower. and, and That's uh, like you're hanging on to something and going to pull well, down? No, like I do a lot of like uh, technical tunnel uh, diving. So you go down and you actually have all this current that pulls you through different tunnels that are lava tubes. That's and cool. It's it's really cool, man. It's, but it's this is all free diving, meaning no No, no rest, tanks, nothing. Nothing. So, so how long can you go down for? Uh, I can hold my breath for about three and a half minutes. That's, and then so when you're in the current, you ride that for like about a minute of the time and then the other minute is kind of going up and down? Or yeah, it, it, it kind of depends on how deep how you're deep? going. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the deepest dives that I do are about 100 feet. That's uh, and that's kind of touch and go. Uh, I mean, there's deep. guys that can go way, way deeper. But, yeah, uh, and they're hanging on to shit though to get pulled down fast. Yeah, sometimes they're doing those. There's different uh, types of free diving competitions. So like that's like the dynamic. I believe they take a, a shuttle that takes them down, and then they got a balloon that brings them back up, and then they got total free diving, which is no fins, nothing, and it's just swimming down. Uh, so there's a bunch of different ways of looking at it. Is that what you're doing it. mostly? Just no, I, I just, I like to go with my fins. I gotcha. I'm not competitive by any stretch of the means. I just like going and having a good time. And yeah, you don't want to be too, well, be efficient so. enough to get down fast enough, I guess. Yeah, so. Well, that sounds pretty cool, too. It's like you yeah, said, it's good. like, it's kind of like, it's got the same sort of flow, maybe, but a little bit slow motion yeah. from what you're used to. <laughs> it's really slow motion. And then not nearly so. as dangerous. Well, dangerous, I guess, in its own right. But so is it like, a, uh, what, which island are you on? Now? I'm on Maui. Okay, yeah. so that's I mean that's one of the nicest islands as far as amenities combined with everything. I yeah. guess you know what I mean. Like there's other islands spot. that have more Hawaiianess to them. And it's a it. great spot. And honestly, it's really funny because like I did back you, in when I lived you, in Colorado. You live in the middle, or you live kind of. I'm on, on the west side. West side. Okay. Yep. I'm in. I'm actually in what people consider the real touristy section, but I'm up north, like Pai area. I mean, whatever. Uh, Pai. No, 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 that's the that's, that's the north shore. Oh, that's the north, north shore, shore uh, okay. uh, super touristy section. Yeah, that's the other touristy. So one. that's yeah. the funny spot. It's a good spot though. I like that town. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's it's just it's funny because if you sit there and you have like a cup of coffees. All of a sudden, you're like, "Oh, I know that guy." Because yeah. all these people come to Amsterdam all the time. Yeah, and it's not that's like, especially on like a Saturday or something. It's like everyone kind of rolls through for a second. But he is a hub, man. Yeah, it was definitely. Pretty, it was pretty funny. It's a good spot. So, and you're, uh, so you went there with your girl, or you got like? No, I, I I went there by myself about as I said about five years ago. Damn. Um, it honestly it kind of spiked about when I when I decided I wanted to take some time off jumping. Uh, just because I had lost yeah, a lot of friends. I was going to say, so. when last time we... Now, did we? Did you come on my show one time? No, no. It's first time. Maybe I just talked about you a couple times. I don't know. But in general, I was thinking, because last time that we had talked, I probably talked about it on the show where I was just like, yeah, a friend of mine does this stuff. It's crazy, because like, every time we talked, it was like, oh, just lost another guy. Or it was like, yeah. he had like a crazy... It was getting intense. It was like seven people or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was getting intense. I had, I mean, we had a jump where three of our friends uh, passed in one one whole jump so i mean it's and that was a weather condition situation 
and it's uh, it's it it got pretty real. And yeah. I just had to kind of step back for a little bit. But I actually this last month when I went and jumped off Moab, uh, I picked up a buddy of mine who I hadn't seen in seven years, and we drove up and went to Burning Man. And it mm-hmm. was like a hundred of the base jumper and skydiving friends of mine that I hadn't seen in forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we went and jumped over Burning Man and hung out and had fun, and it was it just reminded me everything. Yeah. It's like, you know, even with the loss, the sport's still worth it because you have this sure. whole community. Well, yeah, and you're just and then there you, you guys were doing more mellow, just regular jumps, yeah. right? It wasn't like... No, that one was so relaxed. It actually was kind of funny because when I first showed up, I was pretty gung-ho to do a bunch of jumping, and my friends were like, ah, dude, you're, there's so much shit to do here. It's like your, your last thought's going to be skydiving. And I was like, nah, man, I want to do a bunch, and as soon as shit, I jump out do my first jump land i'm like all right there's way too much shit to do here i don't care about jumping (laughs) (laughs) well that's that's a lot that says a lot right there um so so how was how was the burning man besides this year because it was mind-blowing man i loved it yeah i didn't know what to expect oh you've never been there i've never been that's cool yeah i never been i feel stupid now because i've been back for seven years and the first couple years i should have just went for it and then I didn't, and then now I got my kid, and I'm like, eh, you know, oh, he's a little older. They got, like, a whole kid's land area, too. I know. It's kind of a I trip. Know. I know. And I know he would love it. My kid wears goggles, like, 24-7 anyway. Yeah. Like, that's his thing. So he'd be like, yes, everyone's wearing Dude, goggles. I, like, honestly, I even want to bring my mom. She's an artist. Yeah. Like, she just got back from Italy sculpting marble. Right. And, uh, it's like, one of the coolest things about it is is just the amount of, of work and time they put into to doing this art. It's incredible. Oh, it's yeah, so. it is definitely mind blowing in that sense. I mean, every time I see, because we have friends who go every year, and it's like their photography skills get better and better because they yeah. go out every year to there, and it kind of like now they're you have to see it kind of through somebody like that's eyes just a little bit because it's already it's already so trippy, yeah, and there's already so so much. Dude, to, nothing does it justice. It's, yeah, it's, have, it's seriously really, it's an entire mind fuck the whole time you're there. You just mm-hmm. you're looking at this thing in the middle of the desert, and it looks right. like the strip of Las Vegas on steroids and it moves like yeah. all these things are moving so it's like every time you turn around it's a different thing and you, don't, you have no landmarks it's it's yeah. just chaos and and it's uh it's a ton of fun yeah no i'm definitely like torn every year because i'm like okay now we should get it was also like the first maybe it was the second year that i was here it would have been perfect because i had the this one friend of ours from cali who was like Kind of like he was at that level where he wouldn't go unless he had a helicopter. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, I only go if I have my helicopter. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And then he's like, you want to go? And I'm like, sure. Helicopter sounds good, right? And yeah. then like the last minute he got a little whiny. I was like, yeah, I don't want to feel like going. I was like, what? Because I had friends who were playing there. And I was like, I don't care if you just fly me in. I see my friend play and leave. Just Even I know I, yeah. it's not enough. But I almost just need that like just little, that, experience. That, that little experience. And then I was like, I could deal with that because it's all – it's either all or none, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, and that would be a none for me. That would be like literally a none yeah. would be that because I'd love to just at least experience it like that because I'd probably never do that again. And then every time after that, it would be the, the grind because that's Dude. kind of the way you have to do it. You kind of have to do that. You'd have to do the grind just to appreciate it. Yeah. And I feel a total... I do like, recommend an RV though. The tent thing is total bullshit. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can't... And the problem with the RV is that you can't bring your own or else you'd never... Oh God, it's dude! Just dirty forever. It's like that dust is. Like so I, I was actually driving across the country to ship one of my cars out to Hawaii, and, and I brought it to, to Burning Man, and uh, I'm not kidding, dude. I've, I've detailed the thing three times. I've washed it probably six times, and there's still that just fine. that clay just yeah. peeling off my car everywhere. It's, it's pretty funny, but it's, it's not, a good time, man. A lot of people talk about it being like commercialized and shit now, but I'm like, you know, the whole point is that it's supposed to be you can do whatever you want. Right. There's no judgment. Well, the so. thing that blew me away in the beginning and that kind of like uh, 
turned me like made me a little nervous about going in the first place was just that I had friends who went every year and they're Dutch and they're like would go and build these incredible they were like the guys who built some of the best like they built the for um, they built like a sh- old ship you know yeah. that was like one of the first ones they did and it was sick you know and held awesome like 300 ship. people or something and it was like how the hell did you get all yeah. the things and they're just like you know they were rich and they came from Holland and they were taking it seriously and they fucking planned all year and they had that shit I don't know how they fucking managed to get it all together but anyway they would go every year and they were telling me a story how they were going from back to their camp and they these guys rode up on like ATVs which is kind of weird you yeah. know what I mean because it's kind of like eh. and they're like you guys want to ride and they're like nah nah we're cool and then uh, like the second one came up and was like, asked the same thing, and they're like, "No, they're they're okay." And then this other girl was standing back and was like shaking her head, so they were like, "Okay." And then those guys drove away, and the girl comes up and she's like, "Yeah, those are all cops." And then these really? guys and these guys were Dutch because they were just kind of like, because and the guys even asked, "Do you guys like weed?" <laughs> and they're like, "No, we're from Holland, man." <laughs> they're like, and they were like all confused. They were like, "Nobody smokes weed in Holland." And they're like, "I thought everybody smoked weed in Holland." Just like, give them the second. And it's true though they don't. I mean, none of these guys they don't give a shit. They do a lot of drugs, but they weren't really weed people. Yeah. And and then the girl was like, "Yeah, they're all cops." And then she's like. But if you look, I put she she carries these purple stickers with her everywhere, and yeah. she basically goes up to anybody who thinks it's a cop and gives them a hug, and then gives a, puts a purple gives sticker, a purple sticker and on them, and everybody's like, "Oh, cool, I got sticker, good sticker." And then she goes around and tells, hey, "If you see anybody with a purple <laughs> sticker, it's a fucking cop." And then so that basically she said that there was a whole camp of them, so they had a whole camp of cops, and they were like playing really bad music, yeah, and they were dancing all wrong, and it was just like and these people don't fit. What is going? <laughs> it's like when you look at their shoes, you know what I mean? You're like, look at those shoes. It doesn't even makes sense like why are they wearing those shoes and they're supposed to be in a gang like that don't make sense it's like always the same you know yeah it's those little details that they kind of fuck up on so i got me a little nervous i was like because i know that's what burning man's a big uh information hub too yeah and you gotta imagine everybody's on drugs and they're all like zipping around and there's always like there's that guy who's just looking so it always gets me a little nervous because it's like it's too too obvious in a sense. It's a wild place. I actually had one of my buddies got busted driving into oh, uh, Burning Man this I, year. I bet. This, what, so, like, just, it's just, it happens. It's, yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, they're, they're after it. I mean, it's like anything else in the world. You just, it, when an organism becomes that large, mm-hmm. you know, it there's kind of these microcosms that find themselves inside of it, it and it becomes sucks. their their own economies. Even though the whole point is not that. But. So so back when we met, we also got all excited because of course we're like, ooh, this guy's a bass jumper. We can give him hoodlum gear, and he can go and jump off shit, and hopefully he survives, and then we'll get the video, <laughs> and we'll be able to use it. Um, and then you were climbing and doing some climbing stuff. Um, I'm gonna go grab a, or you want to go grab me a. One of the one of the doggy lambs, yeah. not the tiniest one, but the next one up. Okay. The tiniest one's a little too tiny. Um, so, CC talked to you about it, right? Yeah. But you haven't I'm seen it. I'm stoked them. on this. I haven't seen it. Yet. Okay, so I'm gonna grab uh, doggy lambs because that's our next new product, and what we were gonna do is have Blake help us with the adventure dogs because uh, he knows lots of people. Who, I mean, that's the whole thing. Is you guys, I'm sure you got. Base jumper guys who have dogs that are like, yeah, my dog loves to base jump. Yep. It's like, it's like I don't know if he loves. To, do. I don't know if he really loves the base <laughs> jump. I don't think he has much of a choice. He's like, you're jumping. You better not squirm out of the fucking thing, or else yeah. you don't like base jumping. That'd be it. Well, it's like how there's they, actually like how's uh, the reaction of the dogs normally? Is Dean like, Potter had a, a pretty good video that he had. Oh, dude, yeah, that's sick. So that's a awesome. smallish one here, but as you can see, little micro 
micro hoodlums. Dude, that's badass. Uh, yeah, so they can snap <laughs> forward, snap back. It's got the little chest. It's got the little chest piece, so you can, uh, so you can have a little fat, fatter dog. Yeah, it's got a little bit of weight on it. A little adjustability. Yeah, and then uh, it's pretty cool. Little thunder jacket, you know. Get him. So we're gonna, my mom's dog needs that. Yeah, she, she just turns into a it's, nightmare. It's thirty one miles off. You don't hear anything, and she just starts shaking. Really? Oh yeah. How, so she's one size smaller, probably. Uh, that one, she's she's a little bit bigger, but that oh, she's, we got her a thunder jacket. Oh, yeah. She's just a freaking. She's like she needs it. Needs it now. She she honestly, this dog is so old. It looks like it's gonna die any minute. Like really? It's, it's really really bad. Yeah. <laughs> she's a nice dog. Giant but. bulbous eyes is one of those ones. <laughs> yeah. Or she always has a big kind of limps everywhere. It's CC or yeah. Okay. CC's here while we're talking about the oh yeah so then she knows we're promoting we're promoting out here um, so yeah we're gonna try to do a little campaign with that um, uh, yeah I'm gonna track some guys down we're gonna get you gotta get some dog models for us yep. and uh, I think it'll be pretty cool and it's also nice to know that you're now that you're see now that you're eager to get back in to doing your thing it'll be like maybe maybe now now we can you can go in with the intentions of this is a it's just it's just work, man. Yeah. It's, it's part of a job now. It's not exactly. it's not necessarily you're not wasting any time. No one can you can't complain to yourself about it in any way, shape, or form. Is you're doing it for a real reason. Um, well, what do you, what is your plans? What's on your what's on your agenda for 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 next action based stuff? Well, right now I'm actually getting my pilot's license. Uh, I got a buddy that I want to get into acro flying with. Uh, nice. Do some stuff there. Uh, nice. He's already a pretty accomplished acro flyer. He actually just got back from Poland doing the uh, world championships. How much those planes end up costing? You, you have to. Do they really? Can you rent them? Or uh, you, it seem like a kind of thing where you. That's no something gonna, you got to really buy. It's yeah, because no one's gonna let you fucking like yeah. beat on their thing. Like, can I beat on a plane? Can I just destroy for, your, your yeah. ridiculous. How much those things go for though? Um, well, like when you get into the race planes and stuff, which are the the aerial pilots. What's going on? What's going on up there? It's a party. It's a party. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Guess so. All right, but yeah. the uh, they're just hanging out there. We we get those planes in. I mean, they're they're not cheap, but it's like the same concept as buying a race car. Sixty grand, like maybe starting. Oh, uh, you get into like one hundred and fifty grand if you want like the good race ones. I mean, you can get a nice plane though. The whole thing is, is like if you just want to be a pilot and just yeah. have a plane to fly, you can get a good plane for fifty thousand dollars, which is the yeah. same price as a car. Sure. So, I mean, they're not completely unreasonable. So it's just getting into the race stuff that gets a little bit more. <laughs> I think it's ready for the show to be over. It's almost ready for the show to be over. I know. It's um, six eleven. Well, you know, we're cutting it down. River. We're cutting her down to a two and a half hour show this week instead of a three hour, I guess, because we started late. So that's the whole thing. Um, but but also, okay. real quick, the other yeah. one that I got coming up, um, and I was excited to tell you about, is I'm going to be going to uh, Antarctica this December. Oh, well, that's even better. Even better for us. There you go. So, that's that's like where it's else? The land of it. Yeah, no, it's perfect for for. Uh, for hoodlam gear and for for obviously you're gonna find a dog up there for us and you're gonna have the hoodlam on the. I'm dog. also gonna try and tackle a penguin and strap one of those on. <laughs> so we'll see we'll see if I can work tackling out. a penguin. I think is against <laughs> the law, but that would be amazing because what's really funny is back in the day we did a flyer with penguins wearing hoodlums. Really? Yeah, and that was our like, and it was just kind of a joke because you know like. Like they obviously don't really need hoodlums, but and we had like photoshopped them all wearing them in this big like group, and nice. they were like, and there was ones that were wearing them, and the other ones were all like, what? They were all kind of pissed off because they didn't have one, and the ones that were wearing them were looking awesome. all super fly. So it would be hilarious if you could. I mean, I don't think it would be. It would probably be an ill-fitting mix because it's not quite the same, but just the fact that you tackled 
I'm sure Peter, Peter, <laughs> we're Peter approved. Peter will be all over we're me. Peter approved, so that might be the anti-Peter. Like, yeah, well, we tackled. Well, it'll be a friendly tackle. We tackled a penguin and got a hoodlum on it. Now we've lost our Peter approval. Oh, Thanks, yeah. Blake Wild. That's what exactly what would happen. I'll bring it out. I'll see if they'll play with it. How about that? Yeah, no, it, just just even like the, or just like if you put the hood over him and let it just drape over him, that's good enough. Yeah. That that would be. That'd I'm, be just, gangster. I'm just excited to check out some penguins. I've never seen a real penguin, like an actual big ass. And so, penguin. Antarctic is a sponsored gig, or what is it? Is that no? A- this one is actually like this is kind of my coming out of retirement thing. I'm just I'm I'm kind of just going to do a couple things to focus on uh, what I really love, and that's the flying. Mm-hmm. So this is a personal You're gonna trip. Fly there? Yeah. No. I'm, well, I'm going to go down to Punta Sarinas uh, uh-huh. in Chile, and okay. then fly from there over to uh, Antarctica, and then it's about uh, about 13 day trip. Uh, staying on the glacier, and we're wow. going to do some skydiving, uh, do some hiking. And, so you're uh, so you're going to take so you're going to uh, have a plane that you can fly, and then you and your buddies are going to jump out of the plane, basically. Yeah. Or? Then we have another plane. So that's like there's a big plane that takes you to Antarctica, and then once uh-huh. we're there, there's actually a, a twin otter, uh-huh. uh, which is a standard big skydiving plane. So. But are you planning on flying it just because it's, you're going to be all excited to be flying, or are you just going to? Oh no no, out? I'm going to be jumping out of the plane. Okay, no, you're just, not I just want to jump out. Yeah. I just figured you might want it because you know it's funny is I have a guy here who I should introduce you to is a friend of mine, Matt, who's getting his pilot license now. And his whole deal is that he lives in a zone where I guess, you know, there's some areas where you're allowed to just do stupid shit because there's no real sky things. Open space. Yeah. Yeah. And so he said that technically he can get take off from the closest airport, fly over his own house with a friend yeah. and then one of them jumps out and then goes back That's and so then picks awesome. him up and then That's goes and I was like and I was like so you're just basically going to parachute back down into your house yeah. and then grab a sandwich and then go get another then your other yeah, guy comes down and picks dream. him up and then, so I was like yeah that sounds like he, and he's a total adrenaline junkie too and he's like funny because he's a uh, uh, you can just you can just tell because when you're talking to him, he's just like, he's like so tense and like ready to go. (laughs) And like when you start talking about parachuting and drones or anything weird, he's just all about it and flying. So it's uh, definitely want to link you guys up. Absolutely, man. I'd love to talk to him. And uh, so, so the, so that, that's like a, what a a total of a three week trip, like, like overall. Yeah, that's going to be about a three week trip. I think I'm going to spend some time cruising around in South America a little bit while I'm down there. I want to go up to uh, Brazil and go, uh, kite surfing through the dunes. Uh, they got like all these sand dunes that have water in between them. And one of my buddies just got back from it out in Hawaii, and he's like, "You got to go." So how you so you fly from from water to water? Or yeah, you... so it's like all these dunes just have water in between them, and uh-huh. you can just kite surf straight down the entire center line. Huh. So it's it's pretty cool. I'm I'm excited. But it's just getting back to travel, doing my sports, having yeah. fun. Did you have Did you have sponsors that you were working with when you kind of decided to quit, or were you yeah. just kind of? Pe- yeah, no, I, I had a handful they, of sponsors. They stick with you. They stick with, with you, or they're... well, I, I actually I was really fortunate. I had really great sponsors that uh, genuinely had a, an interest in what what I was doing, and mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't just about the the other side. But uh, I ended up kind of just petering out just because I didn't I didn't want to be involved anymore on that side I kind of saw the sport going in a direction that I didn't really agree with and right and uh so I made my last little efforts but it just it was it was getting pretty rough uh but then again after just doing my jump again last time it brings it back and mm-hmm. I want to do it as a passion project from now on and really really kind of just see where it goes how is the sport? How is the sport um, after you left for five? Because five years is a long time. That's like a lot of things happening. It's, it's nuts, man. It's nuts. I um, I still kind of followed a couple of my buddies and kept up with what was going on, but man, they have just 
blown it out of the water. Yeah. I mean, what what these guys are doing in wingsuits these days, I just I can't even wrap my head around it. It is mind boggling. Is it like is it like how I mean? Cause I think like think about motocross too. Like back in the day, you know, you'd be like, whoa, super jump, and now it's like. They, they, they actually stay on the bike. What are you talking about? Yeah. These guys are like off the bike completely, make a sandwich, get back on the bike. Yeah. You know, you're like, holy fuck, dude, are they doing all that? And like, and, it's the equivalent of that. And, and so, yeah, they're, they're doing crazy it's things. Things you thought you couldn't world. do. Yeah, 100%. Like forward rolls while you're moving it. 100%. So, yeah. The shit that they're doing is insane. Is it because of the suits getting better or is it because of just the, the, uh, the suits pushing, are getting better, pushing but, each other? But all, it's the pushing for sure. Pushing always gets a sport to go. And, and a lot of people call it the Red Bull effect. And, you know, you can say negative things about it. It and you can mm. say positive things about it. Uh, to me, at this point, having seen both sides of the good and the bad, I don't really give a shit anymore. It's kind of just a part of the sport, no matter what. I mean, how many people actually make money with wingsuit stuff? Uh, there's a handful. There's a handful that are doing it. Like, I, I kind of predicted that wingsuiting was going to start to pick up in the five to ten year range and become a more uh, popular activity for for things in in movies promotion yeah. and it's working out pretty much in line with that because it's weird too because there was like a it seems like there was a peak for a couple of years ago where it was just like one after another videos and things but, yeah and because of red bull i think a lot too. yeah and then I, I mean in a way in the last couple of years i haven't really seen much at all and i'm sure it's all going on it's just not bad. it's going on it's, it's yeah. just they've redirected the branding of it and this is kind of what i, I was warning them at the beginning about i was like you know we really got to start to reach out to more audiences not just ourselves because if we don't reach out to audiences number one they don't understand it's the same thing as marijuana it's, yeah, yeah. you know when it's misunderstood or misrepresented people come in with preconceived notions that are completely yeah. false but it's what they think and what they think they know what about that french guy with that uh crazy the jetpack, hover, the, the jetpack guy. Yeah, well, they turned and then he had that hover, the hoverboardy thing that was just. I haven't seen the hoverboard one. The one that I've <laughs> seen is the jetpack guy, who actually is a group of Colorado guys. No, there's a French guy. There's that French dude with the. You have not seen the hoverboard. I have not seen. I feel the like I'm guy. giving a first dab to some weed guy. It's like <laughs> the weed legend who's like, never had a dab there, man. Let me tell you. Well, this, the, the French dude. I just put in. I'll put French hoverboard. It'll pop up. It's like. That's why I'm, I was wondering, is this fucking real? Am I tripping? But I've seen it a few times, and I've been like, seems pretty legit. It's just a matter of, because it, it's, it's making a shitload of noise, that's for sure. It's not, but it's moving at such a rate that you're just like, wait a minute. This is, if this is not military at this point, you've got to imagine that they have fleets of these guys yeah. coming in with guns <laughs> just ready to take out people. Uh, like the old see. Rocketeer movie. Hoverboard. Can you look it up on your thing there real quick? French, go hoverboard, French. You know me and my keywords, they always work. Hoverboard, French, boom. There it is, first thing. Hoverboard, this thing. All right. I'll skip the stupid, hold on. This thing? Yes, I think. There it is. Fly, boy, you can turn the sound. Frankie Zapata, today I will try to break the record. Ah, Yeah, Zapata. You know this guy? Zapata, no. Okay, I'm on the same one, so. Well, anyway, when I first saw this thing, I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, this is it. We finally got stuff that I would love to freaking, like, see, you can see it pushing water, too. I mean, that's, have you not seen this? I've never seen have this. Have you not seen this? It's pretty legit, right? I don't know. I'd have to check that out. That just seems crazy advanced over the other stuff that I have seen out there. Exactly. Now you've been, I've been out for five years and look what's going on, dude. <laughs> Adam's pulling up some weird fake 
hoverboard shit. No, I think it's real. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he's getting chased by all the things and you can see the blast. I'll in the do water. some research. I'll find out for you. Yeah, Zapata is the guy. And he's actually he made the one with the water. He's the guy who made the water thing. Yeah, you seen the water? Yeah, thing. I know the water one. <laughs> so then he said, isn't Zapato shoes in Spanish? Could be. So maybe his name's shoes. So yeah, he's so he's maybe a, he's a fake ad for shoes <laughs> or something. Yes, and you wear shoes too. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, that is the guy who made the water thing, and then he made that thing, and I was like. All right, well, there you I have go. to check it out. Yeah. All I know is that the, the jetpack guys, uh, th- those ones I can guarantee are real. And that are you here in Colorado? Nuts. Well, there's the, the jetpack guy in Colorado who does the actual, like, it's a jetpack on your shoulders, mm-hmm. and they're Colorado guys. But uh, it's, it's actually my buddy Boyd who uh, has a gum company called Apollo Gum, and it's this energy gum that he had done way back in the day with his buddy who was the Go Fast guy. Oh, yeah. And Troy from Go Fast was, you know, he was a skydiver that invented some equipment and started this whole thing. But... Their whole thing is they just like charging and doing random weird shit. And right. It's like the the jetpack. They I, I was talking to a buddy of mine, uh, Matt, a couple months ago, and and they were doing this project up in a high alpine lake. And he's like, Yeah, hey man, like on scuba diving, like do you know anything about like rebreathers and stuff or mixed tanks? And I was like, What? What are you talking about? He's like, Well, I'm just trying to figure out for like high alpine diving. I'm like, What are you doing? He's like, Oh, we're, we're launching a rocket out of the water. <laughs> Of course. Why wouldn't you guys be? It's just they're a bunch of mad scientists. Right. And I, like, honestly, conversations with those guys are, are just the most wonderful things on earth because it never comes out of somewhere where you expect it to. <laughs> it's just absurd communication. <laughs> Is there any events coming up that are kind of like uh, besides X Games? I mean, besides the obvious? Oh, n- not really. Coming into the winter season, this is kind of our off season. Yeah. Uh, because most of the jumpings in the northern hemisphere. I was gonna say they don't go to like South America and do. Well, we, like we do Brazil. We I, like uh, 2013. Like right before I kind of retired for a bit there, I was uh, I was in Brazil doing a wingsuit race up in uh, this uh, this little teeny place called Pedra de Onza, and it was I, we were in the middle of the jungle. It was a really cool trip, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So we had a good wingsuit race with I think about 20 of us. Um, it was it was a good good project. Did we talk about, remember before, with, with my, uh, my friend Regis, who works for Red Bull, we were talking about paintball slalom. Oh, uh, dude, yeah. That still is like my dream idea. Okay. okay. You still yeah. haven't happened yet? No. That's the one right. I want to do with my speed flying. I want to get right. like paintball guns uh, mount yeah, on your head with like bite triggers and yeah. fly down and start shooting each other dogfight style. Exactly. Well, okay. I'll, I'll try to make that happen. <laughs> so glad you remember that. <laughs> I'll try to make that happen. No, it's literally, it's one of those things where I was always like, man, if they haven't done that yet... Someone has to do it. It has to happen. I'll put the guys together for that. Because that would be like such an awesome video that would make people freak out and be like, oh, that's all I ever wanted to do, man. It'd be so much fun. stuff off my head. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it would be awesome. I mean, I can see it. I can see it being very possible now. So yeah. I'm in for that, for sure. Cool. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up. So um, you got to have a website that people can check out. Uh, some, do you have any kind of like, do you, do you ever make like a page? No, right now, well, I was back in the day, but then I kind of, after I walked away from it, I haven't done anything. And honestly, I'm probably going to be a little bit more on the silent side and start promoting some of my buddies that are already out there. So you got but there's guys out there that are just phenomenal and just crushing it right now. If you go on and Google them, I mean, you've got Yaki Summer, you've got Scotty Bob, you've got... Uh, Dukes, you've got, I mean, just incredible guys. Squirrel wingsuits, if you just mm-hmm. follow those guys right now, they've got crazy videos that they put out. And uh, and if anybody's ever interested in it, like what, what the physics is behind it and how much thought goes into what we do, uh, good buddy of how mine. How much thought goes? Let me ask me. Let me ask you. Yeah. How much thought actually goes into this? Tons. Okay. Beyond, it is beyond, tons. I mean, 
it's basically it's all the physics of angle of attack, understanding yeah. your pressure, and and uh, it, it everything. And what do you so. learn off each other? And then and then yeah. Like, so one guy does some guy crunch numbers. Is there a number cruncher guy well, that's out there that's like no. it's kind of group effort when it comes to that stuff. So it's like we we it depends on what skills people bring to the table because base jumpers are everything from uh you know your average joe schmo that works at a bar to yeah. uh an, an astrophysicist right and it's like i mean they're they're coming up with shit all the time uh but it's how do you, people how just do you, fall into how do you places. tackle a new place like what would be the uh, a lot of google earth spend yeah. a lot of time on google earth and you can pin it out and map it and you look at the elevations and then you go and you do There's like a formula that you must follow to even be well, within acceptable I, range or something not or? so much i mean you just kind of scope it out you find something that looks like it'll be good then you go to the space and you actually check it out from the ground and then you hike it and you bring your gear because it's probably jumpable you hmm. check over the edge make sure that it's clean and then you go and then you just fly super high and keep it super safe the first uh-huh. time unless you know you're like my buddy car who's a lunatic russian and he just goes hardcore on his first jump every time right um but I mean, then you get like a nice, safe kind of exploration of what you're doing, and then you just dive in deeper and deeper every time. Yes, I mean, it's definitely. Uh, what? Uh, how about the different kinds of just conditions? Since, like, I mean, obviously, you're mostly in high altitude, I would assume, since you're coming from jumping. But not, then, not in Norway, but then, though. But then again, I was gonna say yeah. you might be in areas that you're in now. Does that affect it? Hugely, hugely. Yeah. So it's like the higher in altitude you are, the faster you drop. Yeah, the faster you drop, and you also you're not gonna get. It's like where it affects you the most is actually in your start. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, there's a wingsuit base jump up on uh, Long's Peak called the Diamond, and I mean it is a wingsuitable jump, but it's not a very good or comfortable one because it's you know an 1800 foot drop. And actually now <laughs> with with the new wingsuits, it's probably fine. Yeah. Um, but it is one of those ones where it's such a high altitude at 14,000 feet, your suit doesn't pressurize because it just takes time yeah. uh, before the air fills it up. Whereas at sea level type jumps or 6,000 yeah. feet, I was gonna say, it seems like it'd be more slams open right away. So Brazil, places like that yeah, are always exactly. like super easy because they're really not easy, but it's, it's nice. Yeah. It's like, like oh, Norway is my yeah. absolute favorite because you get big cliffs and you get to jump and land at sea level. So mm-hmm. your parachutes working at max performance every time. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. That's a good thing to work. Like, yeah. yeah, my parachute worked. That was good. That's yeah. a good thing. But that's like to, to, <laughs> to learn all that stuff. It's uh, it's my buddy Rich Webb, who was a, he was a F eighteen fighter pilot, test flyer for that's the crazy. for the Air Force, and uh, but he uh, runs a page called Top Gun Base, uh-huh. and he's actually like an English major, so his writing skills are phenomenal. But he finally got to the point where a couple guys were talking to him. They're like, dude, you know, you got to you got to write stuff and and help people because too many people were dying. Yeah. And so he came out and started writing about the physics of it and helping people understand it so that they can do is, it a better Is there a wingsuit for dummies book out yet? <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone is. Every single, every single book about wingsuiting is for dummies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be a funny one just to give to people. That would be, <laughs> that would be good. Although Dukes' book is called Confessions of an Idiot. So, I mean, there's... Right. <laughs> well, I mean, what's the average lifespan of a... Of a base jumper as oh, far as like Jesus. I mean, how, how long what's the oldest guy the okay. oldest guy um i mean not that not, not even the years of jumping but is the oldest guy there's guys there's honestly i don't know who would be the oldest but there's definitely guys in their 60s mm-hmm. that are still jumping wingsuits pretty regular and there's i mean there's some seriously competitive guys in the older age ranges that's interesting so. i mean i guess it's a it's a super because i mean anybody in their 60s could not have started 
this uh, until they were in their mid forties at the latest, let's say, or something. But how long has it been? 15 well, years? like how long? How so wingsuiting's been around for about uh, God. I don't want to be inaccurate on this, but I want to say like fifteen to twenty years. I was going to say like, like the late nineties. Yeah, like that. and so that was you know 20, that was a uh, couple guys that came up with that. Uh, Patrick and and Robert and a couple other guys, and, and they invented the wingsuit and. And uh, I have a couple buddies, like one of my buddies in Brazil, he was there testing the first wingsuits with them. And mm-hmm. uh, if you ever want to hear some interesting stories, talk to those guys about a couple of the first models. <laughs> they didn't really know what they were doing. But, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, there's some guys that have been around in it from the very beginning, and they're still here. Still that's, here well, slamming Well, that's a, good, that's a good, good sign that at least it's not as, I mean, it is crazy. We know that, but it's not. It's the dis- it's honestly it's the decision making. It's yeah. so dangerous. It's really hard to hike for you know six hours, get to the top of a cliff. You're looking at your car, yeah. and the wind condition isn't right, or the clouds, and you're just like, I have to hike back down this shit, and I can yeah. just it's right there. Yeah, yeah, it's just one jump away. Yeah, so it's like it's honestly it's complacency and yeah, just yeah. kind of that shit that, that I can really imagine. Gets in the I way. can imagine. But, all right, well, let's wrap this up because MTI's yeah, got to hit the road. Hit the road. He's got gigs to play. You got gigs? What do you got? Nah, just. Just got cook, got to cook dinner. Weekend yeah. plans? Oh, weekend raging? You going raging? No, not yet. Uh, Maybe got, later this weekend. I, those guys that were in town, they're friends of mine, so they were like, uh, "It's his birthday. We're gonna go out and party." And I was just oh, like, nice. It's like, nah, I don't, I don't think so, dude. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. But maybe tomorrow, you know? No, who knows? Uh, well, thanks for coming through, making this show happen. And it I'm might sure. be, it's like our, it possibly could be the last show in this place. We're going to be moving out of the Sohai Gallery, so boo-hoo, got to leave. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Uh, when doors shut, fucking, when one small door shuts, like a gigantic kind of thing opens hole, up. So, hole opens. Yeah, like a huge, gigantic fucking door is going to open. And a few are on the work, so we're, we'll keep you guys informed. Uh, I want to thank Blake for rolling in the studio. Haven't seen him for a while. And um, I want to thank Jessica for calling in. Like, lickety split like that. It was perfect. Um, you know, always good to get some depressing news and give me reasons to want to <laughs> leave right. Colorado every fucking time. Jeez, like, right, right. am I out of here now? Again? I liked her. Uh, I liked her. I could get down with that uh, scathing kind of information. Yeah, well, you need it. You know, you got to have it every so often. <laughs> exactly. And it's, uh, it's important stuff. Um, next week, like I said, we're going to have Sonny, Odie, Adam Jacques, TSK, and uh, NASA, ex-NASA scientist. Not an astronaut, but you know, <laughs> I can imagine if we want. Um, and Full show. It's going to be great. What was her name again? I gotta, I'm terrible with names, of course. Let's see. Uh, what is our guest's name? Who knows? It's gone. <laughs> Got no guests. <laughs> Sunny, here we go. Um, Dr. Hope, that's right. Uh, so we have Dr. Hope, which I should be able to remember. Odie, Adam Jacques, two, and Sunny in the studio. See you guys next week. And a uh, big shout out to Cece, my beautiful wife, upstairs with little Nick, who's not so little. And <laughs> take, he's running things. I'm surprised he, he managed to do a good job. He, he came in a little wild, calmed him down up there. Heard a few th- things flying around, but for the most part, it seems okay. Uh, shout out to Ace down at the farm. Shout out to the boys. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.